It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James, and by my side, as always, is that B-A-double-D-A-double crooked letter, badass Billy Gunn. Together we are the New Age Outlaws, and you're listening to the VOC Nation. And if you ain't down with that, he's got two words for you. Suck it. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course, In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOCNation. This is the sister, the doctor of style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then, uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major fads as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. 
talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get, get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Luke Gallows, and you're in the room. We are on the air. It is in the room on the VOC Nation radio network, VOCNation.com, TheBradyHicks.com. Everybody say it with me. What a day. What a day. What a day. We are going to have a great time tonight. We're going to have (laughs) – it's uh, going to be interesting for sure. Uh, (laughs) Brady Hicks here. Welcome to the show. I'm joined once again, as always, by the lovely Kathy Pitts. What a day, Kathy. What a day. Yeah, don't go there. <laughs> How you doing, Brady? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Oh, man. The one and only maestro of professional wrestling, former WCW star, actor, entertainer, all that jazz as well. <laughs> What's going on, Stro? Oh, great to be here with you guys. <laughs> it's going to be an uh, interesting night, I believe. <laughs> what a day, what a day. Uh, uh, <laughs> I only kid, of course. Uh, Maniac Matt Grimm joining us on the line. What, Matt, my friend, we're, we're back once again. How you doing tonight? I'm I'm fine, and I'm I, unlike you. I'm always 100 percent serious. So right now, I am drinking uh, an unnamed pro- former professional wrestler's uh, IPA, which I will not be naming until we start getting a slice of the residuals for talking about it on air. <laughs> I'm not familiar with that. I'll, yeah. I'll look into that. Is that a broken skull? Uh, I, I cannot neither confirm nor deny that that is the name of the beverage in question. <laughs> is it related to your college nickname? Uh, yes, it is. Okay, so it's not the Mountie Brew. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> no, no, it is not that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, 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 uh, it's not called Couch. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, only you and I get that. <laughs> and some somewhere is crying. Uh nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. We're we're gonna have if it sounds like we're having a good time tonight, it's because we are. We're excited to talk with all of you guys and we're having a good we're gonna have a good time. And uh we're just a couple weeks before SummerSlam. Uh <laughs> 
<laughs> and there's lots to talk about there. Uh, I was saying that uh, this is the first time in um, more than a year, Matt, that I watched every single episode of uh, WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, and Ring of Honor, everything that they put on the air this week. At one point, Kelly came in and made sure I was alive because I didn't have wrestling on. Uh, I feel like all I do is watch wrestling all day while I work. And uh, it's actually not too far off. It's not too far off. But I'm here. I I survived uh, the experience of watching every American wrestling program that you can catch on television. And uh, I'm doing okay. So I I am surviving. You got that somehow? (laughs) What's that? That's a lot of wrestling. That's a lot of hours of wrestling for one. I mean, even if all of it was good. It is. That's yeah, a lot of hours wasn't. of wrestling in one week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not all good, exactly. unfortunately. Yeah. But, 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 I, but I got it all in. I just wanted to see. So I, I got it all in. And uh, speaking of uh, getting it all in, uh, our guest here tonight, uh, I, I'm interested. I'm, I'm a little curious. Uh, <laughs> Joe Lowry from the What A Day podcast and uh, brand and, and this guy – um, I don't know. It, it feels like since he called into the show a couple weeks ago, uh, he has been all over everything uh, related to In the Room. He tags me at least three times a week, usually with some cameo. He's got like Charlotte Flair and Lacey. I don't know what his budget is, Kathy, but this guy's got everybody plugging his stuff. Um, well, if he pays, if he pays someone like three hundred and eighty bucks, they'll do what you You know, maybe once his t-shirt oh, sales oh. come in, I'll I'll start doing the same. You know. <clears throat> yeah, Brady, oh, man. I'll get names for you. You know that. <laughs> as Bobby Heenan would would say, as the late Bobby Heenan would say, uh, "Money can't buy happiness, but give me fifty bucks and watch me smile." <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Now, I was going to say, actually, because you mentioned Bobby Heenan, and I saw our old friend Steve Anderson, uh, he posted, he was able to purchase online a uh, vintage, a vintage Bobby Heenan action figure in a weasel suit. I How saw that. that? <laughs> wow. I was a big fan of the weasel suit. I, I actually wanted to do it for Halloween one year, but you just can't find a good weasel suit. So, uh <laughs> And unlike unlike the uh, the auction that Brian Vaughn held on WCW Retro last week, Strell, we got to talk about that. By the way, that was amazing. Um, the, his toys, Steve Anderson's toys, were still in the package. Brian Vaughn's auction and stuff that he already played with. Oh, <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh my god! And Kathy, if I t- if I told you who was on the line bidding, you could almost guess who gave Brian Vaughn <laughs> money for this stuff. Steve, you had Mike Wildman, you had uh, Brian Vaughn Stroh, uh, Dr. John, and you had uh, Malcolm. Now, you could almost yeah, guess the who's the one spending hundreds of dollars on, on used merchandise from Brian Vaughn. Uh, the wrestler is amazing, Bill, but he's driven <laughs> right and left. Say oh no more. God. Go ahead. Say no more, fam. Oh, man. Funny stuff. But, I mean, Matt, I'm as guilty as anybody. You know, I, I buy those, like, Alexa Bliss action figures, and I, I book my own matches, you know? That, that's what I do. I, I play with the – the figures get some use. Let's just say that. There you go. Oh, Nothing's man. in its original packaging when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm around, you know? 
Uh, 914-338-1885. Oh, um, <laughs> wow. I'm just saying, Kathy. You know? Yeah, I have to tell you. Have you guys watched the um, um, R-Truth videos, his game show? Yeah. I have yet to see any of it. Oh so I guess God. I didn't it watch is, everything that WWE put out. It's hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he, he had Roman Reigns on today. Well, the one I watched. Really? Oh my God. Uh, he was. He's like Roman's. Like, do you hear that noise? Do you hear that noise? And he's like, what is it? He goes, the kids are crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll check it out. <laughs> Uh, Matt, have you nice. have you seen this I, I, this this uh, the latest uh, monstrosity I guess on WWE Network? I, I I hear it's funny. I do, but I, I have yet to. Uh, what, is what is this thing? Uh, the R Truth Game Show on the WWE Network. Yeah, I have not. I have not, and I love R Truth, but man, if that <laughs> uh, if this is what we've, we're resorting to now for for network programming. Yeah. I don't well, know. You know, I mean, I used to hear how great the Edge and Christian show was, and I thought that that thing was horrid. I, 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 I hated think, that. I, I didn't think that was very funny either. Yeah. yeah. The, the and, only and one that made me somewhat chuckle was Styles. As, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, here okay. My buddy, uh, Ray Freight Train, would say to the wrestler, you'd say, ah, twoof. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you know what? It, it is what it is. Did you hear it up? I, I got to give kudos to Chris Jericho. Um, you did hear that. Why, for banning Jim Cornette? Well, besides that. Um, <laughs> he donated, he uh, donated $5,000 for um, Kamala's um, funeral. Oh, nice! Yeah, we should, we should definitely we should definitely talk it. It seems like he's always uh, kind of stepping up with that stuff, you know. He's uh, yes, he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. I, I was sad about Kamala. I was. Um, I was a huge Kamala fan. Such a great guy. Yes, he I, I didn't he even know him. I mean, I met him the one time at the one show, Kathy, the, the TWA show. But I mean, um, yeah. yeah. I when always he wanted him to, to work like. For... Go ahead. <laughs> when he came into work for Dennis Carluzzo one time, he yeah. had to have EKGs in the state of New Jersey. And the one doctor we knew was working emergency room at Cherry Hill Hospital. Mm-hmm. So he goes, come on, Dennis goes, I'll bring him over. I said, okay. So we're standing in the ER waiting for him to come in. And he comes in. He's got his little, you know, hat on. He's got his hat on. He's like, hi, how you doing? And the doctor's going, oh, man, I was hoping you'd come in with the with the loincloth and slap right. his stomach. He goes, he's like, no, nah, man, I'm from Dan Sass. How you all doing? You know, he was so <laughs> nice. And then we went over to a state place. We walked. Went okay. into a state place and the, and the guy's looking at him like, um, he goes, "Now I'll, I'll be good. I only have one. That's all. But the biggest one you got." 
Wow. <laughs> if if you guys haven't seen it yet on uh, yo, yeah. Memphis TV, uh, uh, from Memphis, uh, there's a clip of uh, Kamala in the suit singing the, one of the songs. Oh, it's yeah. hysterical. <laughs> you can look it up on YouTube. Oh, my God. Like best. doing like karaoke? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's actually he's uh, singing one of his own songs that he's saying. Actually, that's funny. That's he was funny. a songwriter. Yeah. I had right? no idea. I had no idea. I, I I was a huge Kamala fan. I was. Um, and it was said. Isn't it true? I I, I heard a rumor that he actually died from COVID. Do you go, Do you know if that's true? And that's what I heard too. Yeah. I mean, he's had severe diabetes and lost both his legs. Yeah, I mean, he's been dealing with a lot these last couple of years. I mean, he had yeah, both his feet amputated, and yeah, yeah, just horrible, just horrible. I remember years ago, and, and this really says something about like him as far as like what people thought of him. Kamala came on VOC Nation years ago, and he basically, um. His entire thing was like he called out WWE for like racism in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It was like this whole big thing. And we were actually concerned that like, you know, that he would maybe not be invited back by WWE or whatever, you know, in the future. But um apparently they were okay with it. They actually called and kind of patched things up with him. It's a rare case. It's really weird. It's kind of a weird situation, yeah. But, like, Kamala was totally okay with WWE. Yeah. Brady, when you get a chance, listen to one of the songs called Push It by Kamala. It's it's on YouTube. It's it's Okay. I will. I will. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I I will check it out. Uh, Yeah, but no. He was talented, man. but, But, yeah, but he accused them of racism. And WWE turned around and said, all right, sorry that happened. And, uh... Everything was all good after that. Like that, he's he's always been okay with them. So um, I can't think of a lot of wrestlers that would talk bad about WWE like that and still be in good graces. Honestly, H one defeat also was able to body slam under the giant. Yeah, he was right up there with Hogan, Harley Race, and one of the few that did actually yeah. slam the giant. And one of the best leapfrogs I've ever seen, by the way. Oh yeah, perfect man. I always wanted him to, like, walk by and pick out a fan and eat him, you know, because he's a cannibal. Oh, jeez. You put, like, a plant in the front row, like Rat Boy or somebody, you know, just, you know? Be amazing. Matt, Matt, can you send uh, one of your beers over, please? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to shove it right through the phone line. <laughs> Straight to you. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Uh, it'd, 914. It'd be like Baby Yoder. Yoda's flipping down the loser. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Now, of course, um, you know we kind of talked about Jim Cornette, and uh, he had some creative things to say about AEW. He he bashed Chris Jericho for having that concert in, uh, I guess it's South Dakota, <laughs> that the, the biker fest thing, uh, where nobody had masks on, and uh, Chris Jericho banned. Jim Cornette from AEW, or <laughs> I guess he's a uh, he's on the list, as they'd say, right? Um, I guess, it's funny. I guess, funny. I guess calling him a ham 
uh, a good ham that expired expired his expiration date didn't help, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what Cornette said about Chris Sherrick, right? He's like a ham past his expiration date. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so there's all that. And then, of course, WWE, the, the build-up for SummerSlam. So they had a three-hour Raw the other night, Matt. About an hour of mm-hmm. it was dedicated to un- underground uh, underground fighting that was heavily edited uh, to, to make it less interesting. And um, about an hour and a half of it uh, was dedicated to the uh, to the, the the movie that they created uh, regarding Seth Rollins and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, oh. so, I mean, that was raw. That was basically raw. Was like the mini movie and the uh, the bad fighting scene for an hour. Um, yeah, yeah, wow. ridiculous. It, like I don't know. It, I. I've turned it on at first expecting to actually hopefully see, you know, some wrestling and something that resembled entertaining television. And instead I got hostile part eight or whatever they're up to at this point. <laughs> oh, like just like the first thing that occurred to me, like, okay, one or two smacks in, I was like, all right, whatever. But then like, man, he was hitting him really, really hard with the kendo stick. And then once they tied his arms up in the ropes and was just like, just these, these bare chested, unprotected shots. And I mean, look, it doesn't right. help that Dominic, it doesn't help that Dominic has the physique of a slightly overweight eighth grader, but right. the, just over and Dominic over Dreamer. Again, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> That was Stroh's joke. I can't take credit for that. <laughs> just, just like, oh, just the welts, like, and how hard he was. Yeah. Like, does he owe him money? Like, like what is this? <laughs> and Shayna Baszler was beating up the dead lady dancers on the underground. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. If you, I you were Shayna, uh... I'd be like, I want no part of this of this dirty underground, <laughs> dirty club. That you guys, somebody needs to tell Dio Madden to stop wearing his Burberry pants to uh, to these seedy fight, these seedy underground fight clubs. He's Every time he there. wears them, he gets he beat up. Like, I'm like, dude, why are you wearing that there for? Like, he still oh, acts like unbelievable. he's still just like Shawn Michaels was making fun of him with Triple H in that one bit. Remember that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Dad, I'm dancing. Dad, I'm dancing. <laughs> oh, God, oh, stop it! Stop it! <laughs> you know, Tori sent me the picture of a uh, bloody Dominic uh, Dominic Dreamer's back, and uh, I said, Kathy, I said it looked like that time I did. I told Kelly that I didn't like what was for dinner. Oh. Oh. That felt flat. No, not yay, not yay. Bad kid, wow. bad, bad. Uh, <laughs> All I know kid. is if he starts beating Dominic like that, Angie's flying in from California and beating Seth. Oh, you know, I was I, hoping that that's that what it would culminate in. I made event. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm thinking that can be Survivor Series, and or or maybe the daughter <laughs> of Survivor Series, and then he fights Angie at WrestleMania. No, no, Aaliyah's going into medical school. She ain't doing that. They can't clear her schedule Angie, around Thanksgiving. She'll be home for the holidays. Angie will kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping that it was going to build toward Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio and the winner gets Dominic, like they did with Eddie Guerrero many years ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's too old now. 
Ray's not that old. Not Ray Dominic. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you know, he could either be Ray Mysterio's son or Seth Rollins' apostle. Oh, jeez. What a deal. How long do you think before Seth Rollins starts wearing, like, the fallen angel garb, with, like, where he looks like a priest? Like, that's next, right? I don't think Chris, I don't think Chris Daniels would give that up. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that's uh, that's where we are tonight. And, of course, um, as usual, I think the women are the MVPs of Raw. Uh, the, uh, the the match between Bailey and Asuka. Again, I, I, and it, it's, it's funny. I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. Like, you know, you get tired of seeing the same matches all the time, and that mm-hmm. sucks. But yeah. then, like... When they're really good, it's like when when the people in there and they're actually giving them time and like you can tell it's an investment in certain women. And in my opinion, when they're good enough, you don't need all the silly stories. You can just let them go in there and fight, and it's good. I I could have watched Sasha and Bale or um, Asuka and Bailey for more than an hour and been okay. Yeah. Just me. Yeah, they were really good last night. Yeah. Just me. Solid. Solid show. But the real MVP of Raw, in my opinion, Randy Orton. The the stuff that he did with Ric Flair. Uh right down to like low blowing him and then catching him like he was like this like it reminded me of um this book I had when I was little, Kathy. It was like uh I think it was called My Baby You'll Be. Are you familiar with this book? So it's like the, the, the no. mom, she's holding the baby, she's, you know, she's cradling the baby, she takes, and the baby, like, even as the baby gets older, like, it's always her baby, you know? And then when uh, when the kid gets older, Matt, when the kid grows up, uh, now his mom is really old and about to die, and he's holding her the same way that she held him when he, it's a, it's a real tearjerker, that, I mean, you know, it gets no. me every time. Every time I, I know I'm shuddering just thinking about it, but that was Randy Orton and Ric Flair. He was holding Ric Flair like the day that Ric Flair gave birth to him. Yeah. Why did you come to me with names like this? What do you mean? (laughs) I thought you might know the book. No. No. (laughs) It's called My Baby You'll Be. It's a very good book. What? Oh, okay. I want to read a book of that. It's a children's book. It goes real fast. Just like life. Oh, well, that's depressing and nihilistic. But... <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, one more thing I wanted to mention, and uh, I, I obviously, uh, we have mostly good things to say, I think, about AEW. Um, so they apparently have reached out, and they've reached a deal with, uh, with uh, Rachel Ellering, Paul Ellering's daughter. Um, so, and, and she was with WWE and had some stuff and, um, it obviously didn't work out. It's another, you know, second slash third generation star going to be on TV. And I think she's going to do really well in AEW. I do. Um, assuming that like, she doesn't let the distractions or whatever get to her. I, I think, uh, I think that could be a really good get by AEW, which is like slowly building its division 
But they need like that natural star, you know? I mean, they probably aren't going to get Tessa Blanchard. But maybe somebody like that would, would give them a real boost. Or maybe not. I don't know. But, I, I mean, that, that's just my thought. <laughs> just my thought. I don't know. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. So that's all stuff we can talk about tonight. Um, and lastly, uh, but certainly not leastly. Well, actually, I guess I have more. I mean, there, there's always more. You know, you've got you've got um, the uh, Antifa wait, group. Uh, the uh, <laughs> well, what's their names? The, the mask guys. They're going around now, uh, not to be confused with the ninjas. So they <laughs> retribution. Yes, which sounds like a bad like. WWE, like, UK pay-per-view. Retribution. So, last week was the Transformer. Then on SmackDown, it was like, you know, attacking everybody at ringside and spray-painting the boards. And now again on Raw. But this time it was like, let's throw a brick through the window while all the security stands around and watches. Like, it's like a planned event. It was weird was weird. Do you think they're protesting that WWE's running shows in spite of the pandemic? Could that be the end game here? Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> in my opinion, I think it's probably going to be Adam Cole's group. But I'm sure that they're going to drag that out for a while. Hmm. So. Well, who the hell? Hmm. As long as it makes money. And there's got to be two women in it too, right? I, I thought there was one woman, but Rap Boy tells me there's two. How's he know? I don't know. <laughs> he don't know anything, Caddy. He's a nut. <laughs> <laughs> He must be really scared of those costumes really, really, really well. <laughs> uh, something tells me that, like, the ninja and, uh, I'm trying to think, like, the ninja and, like, the surgeon and, um, yeah, yeah these are all, like, the, any costume where, like, there's a mask across your face, they're going to be what's real popular for Halloween this year. You're going to have a million surgeons running around. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, 914. I feel like um, <laughs> I feel like my comedy set is falling flat tonight, guys. <laughs> well, we can talk about whatever you like. Uh, 914-338-1885 is the number to uh, call in tonight. Uh, but what we're going to do right now, I, I have a very special treat for you guys uh, because it is, uh, I, mean, I guess you'd say, uh, quite a day indeed. Uh, what a day. Joe Lowry going to be joining us on the program. And uh, the one and only Joe. What, what's going on, Joe? How you doing tonight? Hey, everybody. Joe Lowry, what a day. How are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> what a day. Can I hey, say that without owing what you a money? Day. <laughs> what's that? Can I say that without owing you money? No, that's fine. Of course you can. Uh, okay, good. Because I've been doing it for like three weeks now. What a day! What oh, a day! <laughs> oh, you hear you hear it all the time, you know. It's, 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 I've been saying it. I've been saying it ever since I was a kid, you know. I mean, it was like a nervous tick growing up. 
instead of shying away from people, I would just sit there in front of like in an elevator with a room full of adults and say, what a day. And everyone would just start talking because I couldn't stand the tension between everybody. So, you know, it's always that been like that. Sounds like a, that sounds like a mental condition, Joe. I, I don't yeah, know if it is. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. Uh, well, I think my doctor would agree with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, Joe, it's great to have you on the air. I mean, for people who aren't familiar, I, mean, I want to start out just sure. by learning a little bit about you because I don't know a lot about you. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, tell us fine. about Joe Lowry. Tell us about your origin story, you know, and where did this what-a-day thing, it just literally came from something you said when you were young? Yeah, um, what a day has been something I've always said since I was younger. Um, my mom mm-hmm. said uh, when I was when I was much younger, like seven or eight years old, you know, being around adults growing up and everything, I would you know most people would shy away, and for some reason I must have saw it on TV or something. I would say what a day, and it would it would break <laughs> the ice with a lot of people, adults, whatever. And and over the years it was funny. In high school, my teachers would walk in and be like, "Hey, thanks for coming in, Mr. Lowry." And they would point to me, and then I would say, "What a day!" And that <laughs> stuck. And it it just stuck. Um, I don't know what it is. Um, just more over the past ten years or so, it's really gained a lot of traction. Um, so I decided to do what everybody else has been doing: hit the social media market with it, the broadcast market, all that good stuff. And what better way to just call it "What a day"? So that's my no, my I- moniker ever since. Has there ever been a situation that you walk into that what a day really isn't appropriate, but that's what you ended up doing anyway, like a funeral you know, or something? Here's the background of all that. What a day is exactly what it is. What a day. Happy, sad, glad, mad, you name it. Because I'll tell you, if you walk into anywhere right now and in the middle of nowhere and just say to everybody, hey, what a day, you're going to get the weather, you're going to get news, you're going to get sports, you're going to hear about people's pain and misery, you're going to hear about somebody dying, you're going to hear about this, you're going to hear about that. So that's kind of what I encompassed my What A Day all about, which is like when I first started out What A Day, What A Day covered everything. Right. News, weather, sports, you know, wrestling, obviously, because that's my passion. And yeah. over the years, it, it's evolved, and it, it's tapered down to sports and a little bit of Hollywood. Now with COVID hitting and Hollywood basically at a standstill and uh, sports being at a standstill, not now, but before, um, I've accelerated the wrestling element of it. And over the last year, believe it or not, the wrestling element has been the, um, the go-to, and that's what I've been gravitating towards. So it's kind of evolved. I still touch up on subjects, pop culture, music. I'm an MTV brat growing up. I watched, you know, I grew up with MTV and stereo back in the day, and that was, like, unheard of. Um, You know, I grew up with the videos. I grew up in that genre, so I kind of reflect back on that with, like, Thursday throwback videos and things like that. But wrestling is the number one thing right now. Now, what is it about wrestling in particular that really kind of hooked you up? Your earliest experiences as a wrestling fan, like, what was it about wrestling? This will definitely go in the book. This is I, I owe it all to a guy uh, uh, growing up, like I was about 12 years old, June of 81, my neighbor Neil had a paper route. And he said, Joe, can you cover this paper route for a couple of weeks? I'm going on vacation. I said, sure, just deliver the paper, collect on Fridays and all that stuff. Well, um, a week into it, um, uh, Saturday morning, I had to go around and collect to get some money from people that owed for the previous week. And um, lo and behold, mm-hmm. well, five houses down, I go to collect at this old lady's house. And she, um, good morning, I'm here to collect. She's like, hold on. She left the door wide open. And I heard this screaming and this rumbling and this chaos going on. And I look, I look through the screen door and I see two guys with white hair running around a ring and I see this guy with rubber bands coming out of his face <laughs> and this booming nice. man voice. And 
I said to the old lady, I go, what are you watching? And she goes, oh, that's Saturday morning wrestling. And I'm like, what channel is it on? And in my town, it was Channel 56. And I say this story every time. I tell it like it is. Ever since that morning, my Saturday mornings in my life of wrestling changed forever that day. I've been a fan ever since. I was hooked. I didn't miss a Saturday all the way up until I went to the Navy. I went to every wrestling card at the Boston Garden that they came through, collected every wrestling magazine. It was just one of those things where it was kind of like a lightning strike. And I've been a fan ever since. Now, uh, obviously, your background as a fan, like a lot of us, that's kind of your Mm -hmm. introduction to all of this nonsense. Uh, Have you gotten a lot of pushback from wrestlers or whatever, not really having a background in the business, per se, but trying to make inroads in it? I've I've done some ring announcing over the years, so I wouldn't say I don't have a background in the business. um, A lot of friends in the industry, a lot of friends that have have been wrestling, a lot of independent people that have wrestled, a lot of uh, famous people that have gone on. Um, okay. you know, I've always, it's always been, even when I was younger in high school, I had friends who had, um, people that knew wrestlers. And, you know, I, I remember being in Providence one year, uh, it was during the rock and wrestling era and I'm backstage and I'm in awe, you know, hanging out with Brutus Beefcake and Cindy Lauper comes walking by and Gorilla Monsoon's looking at me like, who are you? And I'm with him and, you know, I'm hanging out <laughs> having pizza with Paul Orndorff one minute and stuff. So I've always been around it. Um, not necessarily in the business, but around it enough, um, similar to what Paul Heyman did. He used to show up and take pictures, and next thing you know, mm-hmm. he's backstage taking pictures, and next thing you know, here he is. Um, my, obviously, my life took a different turn, but um, I've always I've always been in the business, not the business side, but always into it at some degree, a little higher yeah. level than the fan, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. And I have some mm-hmm. people that work in the industry now. Um, I have a friend's cousin who writes for NXT, so, you know, we get the skinny now and then of what's going on. And, you know, so there's there's some background there. Now, have you had, like, that uh, uh, what we call, like, a pinch-me moment since you kind of got involved? Anything that, like, stands out at you is like, man, like, my life is complete right now. Oh, God. Well, that just had to have happened this previous week with Charlotte Flair and the shout-out. A friend of a friend of a friend, we got together, and uh, Charlotte Flair cut a promo for me. And when she sent it to me, she actually sent me a couple of versions because she messed up a couple of times, and she sent some nice messages along with it. So that right there is a pinch-me moment. Um, My first pinch-me moment was a tweet from Hulk Hogan a couple of years ago. Uh, that he okay. said, hey, Joe, what a day, Hulk Hogan, brother. And that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, so I knew I was on to something when, when, you know, you get people like that. And, you know, John Cena follows me now. He likes what I'm doing. A lot of people just give me that pat on the shoulder, like, keep doing what you're doing because what you're doing is really good. And I've just yeah. kept going forward with it. Yeah, you know. Now, so that's interesting. So the Charlotte Flair thing, that, that wasn't a cameo? Like, I assume that you paid for that. Nope, nope. I reach out. Wow. Yep. I, okay. I, I reach wow. out. I I use social media to to the point where um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Ah, uh, boy. Francine said it the other day. She's like, "You just hound people to the point where they'll just go ahead and do it for you." <laughs> I said, "Well, that's just my passion. <laughs> that's my passion. You know, I, I get an idea. I'll wake up at two in the morning with an idea in my head, and I'll run with it until it's done. Call it OCD. Call it whatever you want, but." You know, I'm okay. in this for the long, you know, I, I'm doing what I want to do finally for the first time in my life with, with doing this. So, um, you know, I just had Jordan Grace on last week. I know uh, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago with the uh, big TNA Slammiversary event. Yeah, I yeah, reached yeah. Out to her. 
I reached out to her and she called me right back. I said, you know, I, I you know, that match between you and Dion at Slammiversary, and she came right on the next day. It was great. Um, she sent me photos. She sent me, you know, gave cut a promo for me. A lot of people have been um, uh, good like that. Like when I was ring announcing, they would do it for me, you know, backstage, and everybody wanted in on it because it's, it's a cute little catchphrase with the "What a day," you know, "Hey Joe, what a day." It's a, it's just been a, it's a better big thing coming, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. That 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 is uh, that that's definitely interesting. So for people mm-hmm. who aren't familiar, you obviously you have this website. You got the 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 podcast stuff that you do and the videos. I, it's this whole social media kind of uh, just all encompassing thing. But for those who aren't familiar, uh, tell us a little bit about the whole What a Day movement. All right. Well, the What a Day movement is basically my What a Day show. The social media aspect of it, obviously, you use them as advertising vehicle platforms. I found myself going crazy last year because I was posting on Twitter. I was posting on this. I was posting on Facebook. I was posting on YouTube. I was posting everywhere. And I'm like, I got to, I got to wrap my hands around this to see where my audience is. Um, so, you know, what a day on Facebook got big. And then, you know, well, I'm doing a podcast now. So let me throw a what, what a day podcast that's growing now. And, you know, SoundCloud doing that stuff. And finally I decided to put everything under one, you know, if you don't have to keep following me on Facebook and going here and going there. Now you can just go to whatadayjoe.com and everything that I put on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter is automatically funneled under the whatadayjoe.com website. So you won't miss anything and everything's right there. And it also has all my feeds on there. So if you want to see that tweet or if you want to see that Facebook video or if you want to see what the um, – uh, hear the podcast on what on SoundCloud. All the links are right there for you to do that too. Okay, very cool, very cool. Uh, now you mm-hmm. stay fairly involved uh, covering the wrestling business and and all that, Jezza. Sure. What what are your thoughts of uh, uh, I mean the wrestling landscape in general? I mean, uh, it, it's been difficult, yeah. obviously, with the coronavirus and everything. But uh, what are your thoughts about where wrestling is kind of headed at the moment? I think we're on that bubble again. Um, you know, being around the industry as long as I have and, and yourself, you see this come around every 20 years. It was 20 years ago when Vince bought WCW. 20 years before that, it was the Hulk Hogan um, movement, the Hulkamania and all that stuff. It's kind of like what's old is new again. And, you know, take even if you took COVID out of the equation, even though it's a major, major part of our life right now, the ratings, I think, for Raw and SmackDown um, – and AEW would be the same today with or without COVID. Um, definitely the landscape has changed. AEW, we all know, has changed that. I think, um, you know, you want to talk about, you know, the COVID thing really affecting everything. Obviously it has. I mean, we haven't seen a live wrestling show in person or any crowds in the show for what? What are we going on, five months now? That's a long time. Um, I don't know if this is, you know, I was on the conference call for the WWE earnings and, they already canceled their Saudi show coming up in the fall. So mm-hmm. you already know they're forecasting much lower things. On the flip side, AEW is now either entering or about to surpass their show where they've had they've performed in front of nobody more times than they have in front of somebody on, on Wednesday nights, and they're still kicking ass in the ratings. And they're not only kicking ass, you know what they're doing. They took the 18 to 49 demographic away from WWE well before the pandemic. I think the pandemic most likely may have helped them in a weird way um, because the creativity, as we know, 
hasn't been on the WWE side as of late. I know they're trying very hard with this retribution. I'm getting a lot of negative feedback on that. Um, it's, you know, too close to, um, what do they call that, real life? We see enough of that on Twitter and Facebook and, and the crazy videos that you see. Now you're going to turn on wrestling, and this is what you get. It's kind of like too close to the too close to the cup, they say. Um, with that, the Ric Flair, I heard you guys talking about earlier, the Ric Flair, um, Randy Orton segment was just another superb promo by Randy Orton. Um, Amazing. He's rejuvenated. Yeah. he's rejuvenated somehow. He sucks me right in. Um, so when a, when a wrestler can do that with no crowd, they could have done that Ric Flair segment last night with no crowd, with a crowd, didn't matter. Uh, same thing with the Deonna uh, Perrazzo and Jordan Grace match at TNA a couple of weeks ago. They didn't need a crowd so uh, to put on that match. So the wrestling landscape definitely changed. It's, it's obviously, you know, I called that 20-year cycle. We're, here we are 20 years later. It, the change is coming around again. How, how long will it last? I don't know. Um, TNA is coming up now. They just signed some key WWE superstars. You know, you have a lot of stuff going on here. Now there's rumblings at New Japan or Ring of Honor. They want to merge with one of the big guys. You know, it's it's changing. It's changing big. I'm curious what you think. In my opinion, if you look at WWE, sure. I think a large part of uh, their issue right now uh, yep. is overexposure. I think they have entirely yep. too much content. I would rather have one hour with all their great talent and yep. not have everybody on every show then do yep. um, 15 hours a week with a roster yep. of 150 people. To, to me, I I, to me, it's silly. Uh, now, I'm just yep. curious. Um, is that your opinion as well? Like, I, I think most wrestling fans only make time for one program a week. So if WWE well, it, doesn't come up with something really interesting for Raw, uh, yep. people are going to skip it and just wait for AEW on Wednesday because it's different. Well, yeah, and don't forget, WWE's pulling that proverbial bait and switch, too, where they're going ahead and advertising something mega. And then mm-hmm. nothing happening. Um, I think that retribution thing was supposed to happen a couple of weeks ago. We all tuned into SmackDown or Raw or something. I think mm-hmm. it was the night MVP won, won, the, won the U.S. title back. Well, didn't win it back, but won the U.S. title, uh, def, you know, defeated MVP. The lights were flickering and all that stuff. They teased the heck out of retribution coming out that night. The ratings bummed up a little bit, and they never debuted. So, you know, the WWE is great. They're a billion-dollar marketing machine, so they can do that. AEW doesn't have that type of power, but um, they're slowly gaining it because they're what they're doing is is they are a um, they're gaining the fans' trust. Now, for an 18 to 49 year old to not channel surf from eight to ten on a Wednesday or whatever night of the week is just incredible. Because if you look at the demographics in these ratings, and it's public knowledge, I get them off Show Buzz Daily. I I dissect them like everybody else does. And I look at it, and they are always in the dark green or, or light green, which is above average, on every single mm. demo out there. And, you know, just this week, I know Brian Alvarez tweeted out as, as well, and I noticed it, that Monday Night's Raw, three hours of Raw, AEW did 10 times better with their two hours on Wednesday. They beat Raw technically in the demo that, that Raw supposedly dominates. So, yeah, I think I think the WWE is definitely, um, I'm in the majority there. They're not being, I don't want to say creative enough, but like I said, the three-hour raw, I think that's time to go. I, I think three hours is too long. I think there's too many hours to begin with with wrestling. Yeah. Hence yeah. why DVR is probably the biggest thing now. And that's why the WWE is actually fighting with Nielsen right now. They want DVR tapings to count towards the ratings. 
So yeah. whether or not you watch it live or DVR it, you're getting counted as watching it or, or, or viewing it because you're going to view it at some point. You know, if you yeah. fast forward the commercials, commercials, of course, but that's what they're fighting for. They're trying to get DVR in that viewership, and they're saying yeah, no because they're yeah. not actually watching it. They're waiting to watch it later. And, and right, of course, yeah, you know, yeah. WWE doesn't want that. So. Well, of course they don't. Now, and the other thing is the streaming. Everybody's streaming it on the apps, the, the USA yep, app, yep. the Fox app. You know, that yep. stuff used to not be available, and now it is. You know, no. you can if you miss it, it's available by noon the next day. Uh, that's how yeah, I exactly. catch it most of the time. Uh, exactly. It's, uh, I, yep. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say that's why I DVR a lot of it. I'll watch Raw for the first few minutes. I wanted to make sure they, you know, they noted Kamala Harris, uh, James Kamala, uh, Kamala's mm-hmm, passing, mm-hmm. which they did. Uh, which was great. And then I wanted to get a feel because I usually watch the first half hour just to get a feel. And I haven't gotten that. I got to watch this till 11 o'clock in forever. Oh, no. And then, you know, unless unless it's something that catches my attention or whatever. But and then I'll switch it over. I'll see what's going on with AEW. Then, you know, uh, but my loyal time right now from eight to 10 really is um, watching AEW. Is it's because they seem that they seem to have the pulse of the wrestling fan right now, and they kick it off and they end it strong, and you can't fight that. Well, if you're listening to the WWE investor calls, I know one of the things that they really drilled home mm-hmm. is that they're they're going to start going live again. Um, now, yep. it, to me, that's interesting because um, live only works if you have something really compelling. If there can be a surprise, if you get that feeling like uh, like anything could happen. And that right. is about the last feeling I get most of the time watching WWE. Mm-hmm. AEW might be taped, but it feels live at certain points, I think. Um, yeah. I, I'm just curious what you think. How important is live for WWE? Do you think that's something that could help them? Well, when you say live, are you talking live or live taped delayed? Because last week's Monday Night Raw, I don't know if you knew, they were taping and then Vince took a hissy fit and they were literally running the show an hour behind. Like, they would finish up one hour of taping. They would do it on the USA <laughs> Network. And then they filmed last night's, last night's episode <laughs> went into early in the morning. So you can just see that. Live, real live television right now is probably something they need to go back to because I'll tell you that if they can do what AEW is doing, whether it's cheesy promos or, you know, um, whatever it is – even if they make a mistake, it'll come out as authentic as it should be. And that, to, to, to some viewers, that's, uh, they want to watch that. They want to see that mistake made. They want to see him mess up or that, or that smile on the side or that box yeah, kick that flipped. didn't land anywhere. You know, people will watch that. <laughs> and they'll be like, well, hey, at least they're trying, you know. Right. I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I ask a lot of people this. Is it a creative issue with WWE or is it just too much talent? Are they too big? You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. and the, the talent's so limited right now. You talked about the Dominic, Rey Mysterio, Seth Rollins. But, like, the, it feels to me like it's six months in a row that we've been watching this. It's like, oh, my God, again? Like, and now, you know, now you get Dominic taking tongue lashings here with the kendo stick and, you know, putting these the pictures of him on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. Like, he's he was beaten to a bloody pulp, and it's like, Okay, well, you know, they're trying to bait us in, but it's like, come on. And then you have AEW last week. I called AEW still last week just nothing but a bloodbath. Um, in case you want to know, blood still sells in this industry. And I think the ratings for AEW proved that last week because Matt Hardy had a gusher going last week, and that was just crazy. Oh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he, took a, he took a tough one, that's for sure. 
Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for the I was waiting for the red X to pop up on the TV screen. Do not watch censorship. <laughs> uh, well, Joe, kind of circling back to you. I mean, I, you know, you you mentioned these different shout outs and stuff, and you certainly have a lot on your social media. Um, but what was a personal favorite for you? Was it Charlotte, or was there another one that uh, that really jumped out to you as like a, Charlotte a favorite? Was good. For you. you know, they're all kind of good because Tito Santana was really good. Um, he threw in the Ariba at the end. I love that one. Uh, Brutus Big Beefcake. fan of the Ariba. Yeah. What's that? Big fan of the Ariba. Ariba. Big fan of the Ariba, yes. Um, yeah. Tito Santana was good. Uh, Brutus Beefcake was good. And one thing that a lot of people tell me every time they see that promo with Brutus is that when he, he flips his um, scissors, the barber shop scissors, he barely misses my nose. I didn't notice that. So if you watch that again, they're like, Joe, if you moved any closer, you would have got your nose clipped. And I look back at it, I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. So that was a good one. Uh, Mick Foley was my very first one, so that's kind of heartfelt. He looked at me and said, hey, Joe, what a day. Um, that one got a lot of – and then, of course, the NWO was just was so funny. That one took, I'm telling you, like six takes. Um, these guys couldn't say, hey, Joe, what a day together to save their souls. Um, I don't know what it is. They're, I don't know if it was a comedy thing they were doing, but Kevin Nash, X-Pac, Sean Waltman, um, and um, uh, Scott Hall, which is, if you watch it, you know, Kevin Nash is spot on. X-Pac comes in a little bit late, and then the, the proverbial punchline is just uh, Kev, uh, Scott Hall at the end going, hey, Joe, what a day, when everybody had already had said it. So, um, <laughs> you know, that was funny filming that. It was just, you know, they're all good. I mean, do I have my favorite one? Yeah, I'd have to say the Charlotte one was really good. Hey, she wants me to call her. She wants to be on the What A Day podcast. Who, who wouldn't like that one, you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, what a day indeed. Uh, let's go to the phones, actually. I'm going to bring on our mutual friend, John, who I know has been itching John. to uh, to talk the to Ryan both John. of us. What, what's going John. on, John? <laughs> Welcome back to the John, show, Joe. And I made it just for you song. to be the show for what a day because it's day and what a day Uh-oh. for you. <laughs> I got And you really, you all your comments sound just like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, just because you 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 own your own podcast, just because everyone you knows that you're a radio host, and now Brady Hicks loves you the most because look at you, <laughs> you're talking to all the folks, telling me what you eat when you eat French toast because you're the guy that Maria Canellas loves the most, as well as Jordan oh, Quaid. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, John. You're a great guy. I love I love your comments. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it, John. Joe, did you know that John used to sing songs to women, and some of them, uh, I, I, to me, what he describes could best be described as like a serial killer in a way. <laughs> I would put that maybe. He did, like this one. This is one of my favorite. I gotta, I gotta play this for him, John. I apologize, right. uh, but deck the uh-huh. holes with Sue Young. I, I did, it's one of my favorites. It really deck is. Deck the holes with Sue Young. Come to her show to impress her. She worked oh so hard And it started in sending a Christmas card Deck the halls with Sue Young In Seattle, Washington There you go I, 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 I wow. can't help but think When he says deck the halls with Sue Young I can picture him like stringing the guts along Like really pretty garland That's what I picture oh, yeah. I, I thought he said deck the halls with May Young Oh alright oh, Sue Young oh, yeah, that's her sister. Well, maybe Joe will have to get something else for his own. Well, the weather outside is frightful, and Joe is so delightful. And since there's no place okay. for him this year to go, let him give a wow. blow to that hole in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love You're it. Gotta love treasure, it. John. 
Yeah. Uh, Joe, well, let me ask you guys, since you guys are on for the guests. Go ahead, John. Uh, go ahead, John. Yeah, yeah, I know you guys are talking briefly. This is what I don't understand about all these people like you're talking briefly with AEW and everyone bitching and complaining about what WWE has done and they still trash AEW. Like, I know, like you said earlier, when they're doing week after week after week after week the same matches like we've said with Oscar and everything. There's one thing i got to bring up. Like, are you kind of – pissed off and not understanding why Vince has given, because this is the perfect time, like, I think he's brought up with Charlotte, like, because now that she's out, now that Becky's out, do you kind of find it more disappointing because, like, the people that have left said they weren't happy because they weren't getting the respect they deserve, and they're doing the same thing still by giving all the gold to both Beth, I mean, both the Bailey and Sasha, because they're still ruining the show for these opportunities. Now, are you asking me that, John? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm doing it for all of you. Okay. I always I mean, make him diagram I, it first, Joe. He has to diagram the yeah, sentence before. Yeah, go ahead. I need a flow, I need a flow chart to keep up with this. But um, <laughs> I, I feel that, A, the limited roster is one thing. I think, um, you know, I think I, I want, I, you know, I want to limit when I say this, but I think a lot more people are exposed to COVID than we know because there are definitely some people that have been missing off TV for, for a few weeks now. They're dealing with a limited yeah. roster. Um, the ratings are down. I, I want, you know, based on the conference call with the, you know, the, the quarterly earnings call, I think they're almost, and I hate to say it like this, but I think they're already packing in 2020. Um, I'm sure they'd love to get live shows going again because, you know, obviously they're down a hundred percent almost. I think the limited roster is one thing. I think the pushes that were supposed to happen before the COVID pandemic, such as Oscar Bailey, they're all coming about now because don't forget when they started these, these, the live taped, whatever, no crowd shows. There was like a learning curve there. Um, everybody was out of their element. There was a pandemic going on. People had to stay at hotels and get carted in their ring gear to the ring, then get driven back to the hotel. So there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. I think the limited roster is what's, what's the WWE. It's kind of like their Achilles heel right now is because they're only dealing with what they can. I mean, we haven't seen Roman Reigns on TV since January or February. I mean, this is crazy. Like, how are they going to keep building this? How are you going to get reintroduce these characters? Um, so that, those are the questions I'm looking forward to, to seeing answered. My my gut feeling is um, I think it's a creative issue as well. I think last night, I don't know if you guys listen to Busted Open Radio, but um, Bubba, Bubba Ray Dudley had a great thing on today saying how Ric Flair went down last night and nobody came to his aid. They could have they could have enveloped a great storyline there. They could have had Edge run in. We could have got another heavy dose of uh, Randy and Edge for WrestleMania. That could have been a build up after um, this next pay per view, SummerSlam. Um, then they the, the, the topper of it all was to have Andrade come out and save his future father in law. That would have been a hell of a storyline. Um, but they didn't. They didn't experiment with that. They're not experimenting no. enough. You know, instead we want to tip a car over in the parking lot. You know, the retribution thing, which really got me aggravating, and you guys mentioned this before. Okay. I don't mean to get off the subject. Hey, guys. You know, okay. Friday, night, Friday, night, <laughs> Friday night they flipped, you know, they, they, they chased Michael Cole mm-hmm. and would beat the hell out of Corey Graves and take over the whole mm-hmm. studio, but they can't mm-hmm. venture into Raw and take everybody <laughs> out and all that stuff. I would have watched that. I think 10 million people would have watched to see that, to see, you know, everybody get yanked out of Raw and, you know, hell, even take Vince McMahon hostage or do something, but they didn't. So they're dropping the ball creatively on that. And yeah, we're getting that heavy dose of Oscar versus Bailey, Oscar versus Sasha. 
um, Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. You know, they're they're just Woo-hoo. trying to they're trying to yeah. paddle along and see what sticks. And <laughs> I don't think anything's happening. That's my I, Joe. Well, I think. Well, Joe, I, I, I think – one second, Derek. I, I'm going to bring on uh, my other co-host, Derek. I'm sure he has a couple questions for you. But I, I just want to say off the bat, I think it's great that you call Raw Roar. I know somebody else Roar. who does it. They call it Roar, and I think it's amazing. It reminds me of, like, Thundercats. Yeah. <laughs> go, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just – I was listening to everything um, yeah. that you guys have been saying for the past couple of minutes. Um, me personally – I like what they're doing. I know there's a lot of negatives that people can take out of what they're doing. Um, I, me personally, I think Randy Orton's probably the wrestler of the year so far. Um, he's yeah. cutting the best promos in wrestling. Um, he's part of the best storyline in wrestling. He's gone back to that legend killer thing without being evolution. Right? No, yeah. Randy Orton. Um, yep. I think what MVP Lashley and Shelton Benjamin are doing is great. Um, I, I think MVP is doing some of the best mic work he's done Probably since he, you know, the free agent guy on SmackDown. I, I think agree, that's yep. amazing. And as far as the women, um, Oscar's great. I think we've all come on here and we've raised that she's been one of the MVPs of you know the empty arena era. She's been good. Um, so I, I've enjoyed her work too. Um, so I, I and the good thing about not having stars like Roman Reigns on TV and guys like that is they're having to rely on guys they haven't had to rely on yet. So if you build right. these guys up while or while you know while Roman is gone and you know edges out nursing his injury, when these guys come back, yeah. there's fresh faces for them to use. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I'm 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 excited for it. Um, now I think me and Brady had this conversation before where they need to stop worrying about ratings. They need mm-hmm. to worry about building these characters up, and as you build these people up things will happen, people will start to care, and the ratings will come in. But when you worry about the ratings, you start doing what WCW did, and you start reaching for things every week and cutting things off in the middle yeah, of storylines, right. yeah. and people don't care. Good point. Yep. yep. I, I think you're right. I, I do think yep. you're right. Uh, oh, and Joe, by the way, you brought up Charlotte. I wasn't aware of this today when it was brought up, but okay. no one came in for him. But <laughs> this rumors that we're hearing with know. Charlotte, is she actually going to be the one to face Orton? Because I just don't see no. him another one getting as a third champion. This no. is what you do if you want to if you want to continue getting heat on Orton. You have Charlotte come in. You have her get mm-hmm. upset about what yep. she did to her father, and Randy just archangels her. That's it. And he, he, yep. he, he, he don't need, you don't yep. even need they don't need to have a match. It's it's that easy. It's like when Randy archangels <laughs> Beth a few months back before Mania. It was yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. What do we got? Nine months to go to next mania, so this would have been a perfect time to stop planting seeds. I don't know why they didn't, but Well they'll they'll start their seeds in early February and all in early March, so don't <laughs> worry about it, Joe. Uh l- listen, uh Joe, we're up against a commercial break and I am gonna have to yep. let you go in a minute, but uh if people okay. wanna check you out, obviously whatadayjoe.com, dot com, but uh, I mean uh tell mm-hmm. people where they can follow you and all your great stuff. Yeah, they can uh, check me out on Facebook and YouTube at Joe Lowry. What a day! That's two T's and what a day for twice the fun. Twitter at What a Day Joe. <laughs> SoundCloud dot com slash What a Day for my podcast. And if you don't feel like going to all those places, just head on over to my website at www dot com, and there you can find everything. Now, if you want to do What a Day uh, for twice the fun, wouldn't it be Double D? What a day like yeah. that? But hey. that's I just like saying tw- hey. I just like saying twice <laughs> the fun. Sorry. <laughs> I know, brother. Uh, listen, uh, sorry. Go ahead. 
No, I want to just thank you guys for having me, and I want to thank John for being a great fan and so forth. You guys are awesome. I love listening to you, and I know a lot of fans uh, reached out to me tonight and said, hey, I can't wait to hear you guys on the show. I'm like, hey, I'll be on there. So, Joe, pleasure, thank you so much for the you time. And everybody definitely check out Joe's stuff. I, 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 it's, a, it's a great, yeah. great, great brand. So best of luck with everything, Joe, and I'm sure I'll talk to you real soon. All right, take care, guys. Have a good one. Take care, brother. Bye-bye. Uh, so that was uh, what a day, Joe Lowry. Uh, listen, we're going to take a commercial break. I got to get that out of the way, guys. I wasn't lying about that. Uh, but when we come back, uh, we're going to have a full board here and uh, lots and lots of great insight from all you guys as well. Uh, 914-338-1885 is the number to call in. And uh, we will be right, right back. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Works, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included... General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Dangerous Danny Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter, at VOC Nation. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation radio network. Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. 
the worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation. This is a slick to the Doctor of Style, and you're listening to VOC Nation. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at nine. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm, and you know Ray there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and killer can resonate. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. On Wrestling With Problems, we deal with two things, wrestling and problems. On the wrestling side, we cover the major feds as well as the indies. As far as problems go, we cover our problems, American problems, and world problems. Sometimes the problems are even related to wrestling. Every week, comedian King David Lane and wrestler, promoter Chris Best discuss the best and especially the worst in the world of wrestling with a heaping dose of comedy. Check us out live on VLCNation.com or on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein with the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, yeah, you get, get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. 
Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists, and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Since 2012, HIAC Talk Radio has been bringing you the best of independent wrestling and wrestling on the worldwide scale with interviews and other segments now featuring the Wrestling Historian with Craig Lagan every Thursday night at 6 p.m. at VOCNation.com or go to your Android or iPhone and type in VOC Nation Radio Network and subscribe to the greatest wrestling podcast network in the world. Listen to HIAC Wrestling Podcast today. VOC Nation provides live daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with the hosts and guests by phone call, email, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include the legendary Ken Resnick, who you probably remember from the AWA and WWE, former WCW performer The Maestro, Wes Briscoe, who you probably remember from Impact, Brady Hicks, who you remember from Pro Wrestling Illustrated, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, and former Philly radio personality Bruce Wirt. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling With History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirt, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern, and of course In The Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. And by the way, both of these shows take callers live during the show. What are you waiting for? Go listen live right now at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all of our podcasts by searching for VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Oh, and follow them on Twitter, too, at VOC Nation. Wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey. The morning after, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network, Brady Hicks and... Homeboy Rap Boy here. I tell you what, we got a good show right here in the afternoon at 12 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time on the VOC Nation. Talking wrestling, football, news, whatever's going on in the world today. VOCNation.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Hey, this is Total Package Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with History, the voice of choice, and Killer Ken Resnick. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airline cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and 
good plan. Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Dylan, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com Wednesday nights at 9.30 Eastern Time or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Stadium Journey, the worldwide leader in stadium reviews for the traveling sports fan, is proud to present the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Join us as we talk with prominent figures from around the sports world to discuss issues pertaining to sports travel and stadiums around the globe. New episodes air on VOC Nation Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Join Paul Baker, Dave Cartney, Mark Viquez, Dan Calachico, and guests from throughout the sports world on the Stadium Journey podcast on VOC Nation. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty? Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty Sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW. Yo-yo, bro, Kamala here. Thinking back when I was in the form of WWL, all the things that went on. I would just like the floor sweeper to John. Oh, I love that song. That guy, yeah, I've never heard yeah, that. He, that guy's smooth like Barry White. Delirious. Yes, he is. Crazy. You gotta listen to the lyrics. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Oh yeah. That's amazing. Pushing and pulling. Pushing and pulling. That's a great song. I gotta yes. tell you, when he did, uh, he did one of the indies that that I that I do sometimes. It's probably about ten years ago, and just seeing him sitting in a locker room dressed like he was, talking about <laughs> stocks or whatever the hell he was talking about, it was like the most surreal thing for me ever. Uh, it was just amazing. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, and uh, thanks for hanging through the commercial break. We had a lot of stuff behind the scenes to uh, to sort through there, but we're back. And uh, we're excited to uh, to take your calls and have some fun tonight. 914-338-1885. We have a full house. Uh, we've got, I, I believe this is the first time in quite a while where uh, all of us are on the air. And that includes Ray. I, we'll get to Ray in a second uh, as well. But uh, I want to talk uh, to Stro Maestro first and foremost. Stro, 
Uh, tell us a little bit about what you got going on this week. I, I know there's a, a film involving spiders. I remember that, but that's uh, that's about all I got. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> this Thursday, uh, WCW Wrestle Returns is Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, BeautyNation.com. Uh, no guests as of right now, but that may change. Uh, but I'll keep you guys posted. But uh, looking forward to another great episode of WCW Retro Thursday. And then Friday on my Facebook Facebook page, facebook.com slash Joe the Maestro, is another edition of the Stro Zone at midnight Eastern Standard Time. And this Friday night's feature will be Horrors of Spider Island in 1960. So please tune in. Horrors or whores? <laughs> Horrors. <laughs> okay. Wanted to make sure it wasn't like Extreme Rules Horror Show. So that is the number to get in touch with us tonight. Uh, what a day that will be! I, I gotta say, uh, Joe Lowry, that guy is uh, that guy's something. Man. That guy's something. Uh, Kathy, if he shows up at my door trying to sell knives, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. I'm pulling my nine. I'm shooting. <laughs> You're <laughs> <laughs> shoot him? This guy's nice. <laughs> I'll pull my nine and then get off my property. You got two seconds. One, two, bang. <laughs> One, two, bang. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I bought my 1990 Dodge Neon off him last year. <laughs> I think I saw him selling uh, something on TV the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I am only playing. Of course, Joe Lowry's great. Uh, everybody check out whatadayjoe.com, and that's two T's for uh, twice the fun, in case you were curious. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, Ray, what's going on, pal? You're here, too. How you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm What a day, am I right, guys? Uh, it's, what a day. Uh, you know, if you, yeah, you know, if you double up on the fun... You will just like by multiplying zero, you will still have no fun. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a negative number. <laughs> <laughs> I would like two oh, negative man. numbers. About <laughs> whoever's yeah, listening to the old timey radio in the background, um, it really has a nice aesthetic to this. It's Kamala. It's Kamala. Is it Kamala? You know, I was, yeah, I was yeah. actually sad about that. You know, there's there, there's wrestlers that you, you know, for whatever reason, you just you're more invested in, you're more okay with, you don't know them personally, you're more attached to them. And that, I gotta tell you, the Kamala one hurt. That it it kind of did, and not just because we used to have a lot of fun playing his theme on this show. Right. Um, Wait, we used to play his because, theme. Like, Yes, we did. This uh, the, you have to go that. way back. We used wow. to talk there. Um, yeah. You know, back before back before we were really? politically correct, Brady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brady. So, yeah. Wait, I used to talk Derek with it. Yeah. You I, know well, to be to be I don't fair, that. I used to goad you into taunting Derek with it. So if anything, your racism is because of me being a bad influence. I apologize. I don't remember that at all. I mean, it was. Was it? I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't good fun. I mean, we don't do that now because we don't want to get canceled. But you know. I mean, I didn't make like racist jokes or anything, did I? Like, I mean, we just played his music. 
No, I do. I don't think Derek oh, yeah. would be here if you did. No, if if you if you would I would have I would have drove to Philly myself and looked for you, Brady. If you <laughs> were making <laughs> a damn joke. Hey, hey, Derek. Just the whole just time. Me if you want, if you have, if you ever want his address, just text me. I'll just give it to you. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah. If the, if the time comes. And the whole time. <laughs> the whole time Derek's <laughs> driving around. That's it. That's what I'm gonna say. Oh man. The whole time you're mm-hmm. straight around, the Papa Shango theme's playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, right, Brady goes, oh, I to turn it on. I remember <laughs> we used to do Akeem. I remember that. The, the, the African Dream, that guy was amazing. Well, he was with Slick. Well, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Slick was a jive soul, bro, yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong <laughs> with him. What would you call a stable? Like, if you could go back in time, you could make a stable of Akeem, Slick, and, and Kamala. What would you call that? I got something here. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say. Out. I don't know. <laughs> oh, why don't you want to say, baby? No, no. Well, I don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. Oh. oh. I call it a good That's damn time. That's what I call it a good time. I would call it. I actually, yeah, I call it a great damn time. That, that would be fun at a fun. bar. <laughs> if you saw Kamala what, just and Hakeem. How great would that be in full gimmick? Right? Man. Just having a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I used to always say, I always thought the WWE during the Attitude Era, they really missed out by not having Kamala the Cannibal come out, pick a fan from the crowd, take him backstage, and then, like, proceed to cook him and eat him. <laughs> My, well, I mean, they did it with Pepper. One of my favorite Kamala memories was a little bit after the Attitude Era, and William Regal was like the he was the commissioner, and he comes back to his office, and for no reason at all, at one of the Raw homecomings, Kamala's like on his desk, slapping his belly, and Regal's like, "What's going on here? Get off my desk! What, what, are, you, what are you doing in here?" And Kamala's just laughing his belly. I, God, I I forgot about that until this exact moment, but I actually right. I actually remember that. And Regal, Regal was disgusted. Yeah. They did it for the Diva search, didn't they? They had all the women lined up, and then, like, Kamala came in, and he was, like, hitting his belly. It was, and Regal I, was I like, vaguely get remember him off that. of what he does. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Oh. Oh, rest in peace, though. Yeah, that's, that's a sad one. That's a sad one. Listen, you guys were talking Um you guys were talking as you as you did before uh before the double McGum guy came on the show. Um <laughs> oh. double your pleasure. <laughs> double you're fine. Um oh, you guys were talking about how this is this yeah. is a real guy. Got- have, have you chewed double mint? I haven't chewed that in forever. I'm a juicy fruit man myself. Me too. I hated double mint. I'm oh. a juicy fruit guy. I like double oh, mint, but I don't buy gum that much anymore. Does anybody? You know, I, my dad does, man. Father's Day, man. I get him like a like a case of like whatever because he just chews gum all the time. <laughs> See, I just buy my dad cigarettes, you know, because I know he'll use those. Um, yeah. Um, you guys, you guys are talking about how this that WWE is in a in a unique position. To not worry, they need not worry. They need not worry about ratings, and they but need they to develop these characters. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I'm not necessarily sure that they should. I mean, well, listen. I, mean, I, I, well, I just want to say I, I think that they should. I think that they should worry uh, because they're dangerously close to going on FS1 for uh, SmackDown. <laughs> I think, especially oh, if the NFL starts playing on Friday night, uh, they're going to be gone, and mm-hmm. they're they're really going to be in trouble. And uh, and USA, I mean. I, I know AEW is not there yet, but AEW is two thirds of the way to a Raw now. So a little dip I, here and a little rise by them, and they're on the same page. Here's the thing, and I and I guess this is this is what I'm looking at, and I I've I've got to think that there this is at least being bandied about by the people who would actually make these kind of decisions. Not you know, um, what are we up to? Brady, Kathy Stroh, Matt, Derek, me, Matt Stickley on the radio, uh, talking about talking about whatever it is they're going to talk about. Yeah, WWE's ratings are down. So are everybody else's. Sorry, that was inappropriate. Hooray, indeed. I think yeah. I think it's very appropriate. I was because yelling because of all of us. It's just a delay. Yeah. Actually, that actually that is that is a reason to celebrate. You know, how often do Derek and I get to be on the line with Mister Grimm? I mean, it's basically never. <laughs> um, what are you trying to say? Matt's gonna <laughs> hang up on you now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this, I'm saying sometimes you leave a little early. Is this is what I'm what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> Everybody else's ratings that that you would normally think, well, WWE is going to compete against them for eyeballs. All their ratings are down too, and all the sports ratings are down because. And I cannot make this clear enough. No one cares about whatever these these ridiculous seasons they're trying to run are. I think they're in a really unique position to experiment with people and see what works and what doesn't. And this is it's this is kind of a low stakes thing because what you know what's going to happen because everybody's ratings are down. What's going to happen is is television companies are going to start saying, well, how far did this one decline compared to these other shows? And WWE's ratings are yeah, the dip isn't good, but they're not hemorrhaging viewers the way other things are hemorrhaging viewers. And I think actually, I think long run that might actually end up playing in their favor. What? What? I, 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 I guess I'm confused. I didn't realize that everybody's ratings were down. I would have thought with everybody home and nothing else going on, the television ratings would be at an all-time high. So it's a matter of like – what is WWE competing against? And no, it's well for me not, it's Dawson's Creek on Hulu, but I don't know about everybody else. It's just and that's competition because correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Dawson's Creek <laughs> is going to give you the pre-Tom Cruise, uh, Katie Holmes, right? Right. Yeah. Before before she got oh, uh, Tom Cruise. <clears throat> oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's going to beat everything. Like, come on, bud. Yes, you can't just. That's not a fair comparison. But no, after she's eighteen, would, uh, I'm talking. Would, yeah, go ahead. Why? Well, that's yeah, that's without saying. I mean, come on. Right. It's a program. That's yeah. why I didn't say it. No, we're not. Sorry. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I, 
live programming, the things, the things, the things you see, the things you see live. Yeah, those are hurting. I mean, it's it's hurting everywhere. People are not invested in in the, the kind of the kind of things that you would see live, which are primarily sports leagues. They don't care. They do not care. Other things are way up. Like other things are way, way up because I guess, there's nothing else to do. I, I guess I haven't been following it. Like, like Matt, like, I, I mean, do you watch sports? Like, I, I, I mean, I'll put the Phillies on or something, but by and large, I'm not watching anything either. I, I, I just don't watch TV except for wrestling and, and Hulu. Well, my, my problem – my problem is a, is a little twofold. I'm I'm a one. I'm a cord cutter, so yeah. without having actual cable, yeah, like watching watching baseball. I mean, is it easier when the Phillies are a good team? Sure, it is. But I, look, if I'm being honest, baseball is the uh, the proverbial sleeper hold on the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, it's just kind of a dull sport. It's I can watch a couple innings, but that's about it. Otherwise, I fall asleep watching it. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> hockey, it's just weird this year because of the truncated season, but that's another one. I just, I don't get to see that much of it because I don't actually have cable and, yeah. you know, like basketball. I mean, uh, basketball isn't something that I typically watch anyway, and I'll watch football when that comes on, but I'm not holding my breath at this point that the season is going to look normal or proceed normally in any way, shape or form. Um, So no, I mean, in in the United States, that's the big, big four. I mean, I kind of like soccer. Like I'll watch premier league from time to time, but there's been no premier league either. So uh, there's just nothing to watch. And honestly, like, look right now, if you have Netflix, you have Hulu and you have Amazon prime. I, I mean, even if you don't have anything else, you have more TV shows that you could watch to fill up all this quarantine time. You wouldn't. Have, you still don't have enough time to watch all the good stuff. Oh yeah. no! And yeah. and it's it's weird with sports because I'll like I'll watch all the major sports. I'll even dabble in the hockey, especially when the Islanders or the Rangers are any good. But like the NBA games, they're coming on one o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm at work. You know, right. so I can't, yeah. I can't get to watch it. And the hockey thing is kind of confusing to me because last time I checked, like I thought the Rangers were in the playoffs, right? And then I go to work this morning, and the guys like the Rangers had the number one pick. I'm like, whoa, what the hell happened in a couple of days? But it's like these different type of rules. But it's, and I'm a cord cutter too. But it's, it's real hard to like keep up with the sports if you don't have an app for this one and an app for that one. I'd much rather yep. just turn on Netflix. And You're watch, right about you know, that. I'd, mu- I'd much rather watch season two of Umbrella Academy or something like that than yep. search for a, base- <laughs> a basketball and football game. Well, and, and so, that's the thing, if I can just interject real quick, because yeah. if, if you're interested in sports or, like, what I'm fearing is all these now add-ons and extra apps that you have to buy, it's going to put me back in the same boat that I was in with cable that I wanted to get out of. Where it was, I was yeah. paying 110 bucks a month for, like, mostly channels I didn't care about. So, like, I don't know. I just kind of wish everybody would agree. Everything's going on either Netflix, Hulu, or Amazon, and that way, if you've got those three, you're still coming out way ahead 
as compared to a normal cable subscription. But I feel like the streaming services are all going to try to get yeah. – they're basically going to try to turn into another cable. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, uh, Hulu is already on their way. It's going to become an a la carte kind of thing, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. Eventually it is going to become an a la carte kind of thing. You know, Matt and Derek, you guys, you guys brought up some interesting stuff, and I'm kind of in between you guys. I'm not <laughs> – I haven't been fully court cut. I am waffling on it now because here, here's the thing. For me, for the last eight years really at this point, um, I have had literally zero reason to pay for television other than I want access to football between September and December. That, that's, that's really, for years, that, that's why it has been. And I was, I was in a position where I was able to get DirecTV at a much more reasonable cost than um, what it otherwise normally would have been. I think I was paying like $35 or something like that, which was not, mm-hmm. which is about what it's worth. Um, and right now I, I have nothing. I have the DVD player and I have the internet and I'm up in the air because I don't quite know if football is going to happen or not. The big 10 and the PAC 12 are sure as hell trying to make it not happen. Um, and, and if it happens, I'll go buy a smart TV and I'll get sling and I'll pay my 40 bucks a month and I'll be happy. Um, the thing is, is that you have to, it doesn't matter how invested you necessarily are in a, in a sport, uh, normally you have to have access to it. And I think, uh, Derek, you're the one that brought it up, you know, these games are coming on in the middle of the day. We're at work. We can't, I can't just stop and, and. And watch that, you know, watch that game. And it's, you know, the, the rules are confusing, and <laughs> no, no one knows, you know, no one knows what's going on, and you know, the people aren't invested in it, and they can't find it, and so those numbers, NBA numbers, are way, way down. NHL numbers are. Almost non-existent, and that makes me sad. Because I like hockey, but I got to tell you, I'm part of the problem. Because I'm not watching it either. I haven't watched a damn bit of it, and I probably won't. Because I don't have I don't have access to it, and it feels weird, and I don't like it. And by and large, that's what's happening, and and that's what's happening with WWE too. It feels weird, and it has it has felt weird since April, and people don't know what to do with it, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it's it's a thing where people oh shove that crow up your I'm ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mm-hmm. yeah, they're not they're not in a good place, but no one else is either, and and you know it's. It's weird because you'll watch a Raw and they have, like, the, the recruits swing side and they're banging on the glass. And like, All right, at least somebody's there. But 
you know, it's still weird. It's, it's, it feels like you're, you're rehearsing in front of, you know, you're on stage rehearsing for the play, and everybody who's not in the scene is down in the stands watching you rehearse. Your <laughs> yeah, it's that's, weird. That's kind of like what I get when I watch the show. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It's um, we're we're definitely an uncharted, and and I feel like um, each major pay per view that they have, you know, like WrestleMania was one thing. It just felt like this is like a once in a lifetime, never going to happen again. This is like crazy mm-hmm. that they're doing it. Uh, but yeah. mm-hmm. but like you know, Money in the Bank <laughs> yeah, comes I'm and goes. Uh, SummerSlam yeah. will be next, you know, and like. Uh, SummerSlam, they're talking about Atlantic. They're not going to do Atlantic. They're going to be down in the Performance Center. It's going to be the same as all the other shows. They have one or two movie matches, and it's like, it's not going to feel like SummerSlam, but I feel like with each and every show, they're getting farther and farther away from what they used to be. And I, I, to me, you know, we were talking earlier about live stuff, like, um, I, 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 it's weird, Matt, because like, um, I don't believe in cable. I pretty much have totally cut it. But it's very easy for me to cut it because I have access to my parents' Xfinity account if I ever want to stream anything on an oh. app. And oh, there you go. Do you know go. what I mean? Pass, so it's password like, I'm not really yep. I'm not really cut. And the other thing is Kelly's a cable subscriber, but I almost never use it. Um, so to me, like, almost everything I want to see – I can see on an app in my own time when I want to see it on whatever device I want to see it on, including my TV. And there's no need for it, you know? So what do I care if the ratings are down? Like, I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it, we're, we're definitely in uncharted territory, but I feel like it's going to be a long time, if ever, before things ever go back. I, I, I don't know that – I think WWE at some point is going to have to figure out that ratings – aren't that important. And there's other ways to like reach people. WWE network in 2014 online was a huge thing, but I don't think that they really fully grasped the extent to which like having that kind of online streaming can really benefit them. I, I feel like they haven't capitalized on it in years. I would argue that ratings are still important. Um, maybe not hundred percent of the degree. Sorry. I would argue that the ratings are indicative of whether or not the product itself is healthy. And right now, the ratings are low because the product isn't healthy. Well, okay. I, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily as important as they were, you know, 25 years ago. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, to, to, to just look and to just be able to, like, dismiss low ratings and say, like, well, they don't really matter anymore. Well, they do matter because there are still people. Wrestling fans have this ingrained in them that watching wrestling live is still a thing. There's still really? something to be said for that. Because I think so because I, at the end of the day, don't people still like to be surprised? I mean, if you go to bed on Monday night and you're like, well, I'll just watch it on Hulu tomorrow or whatever. Well, they're going to – one, Hulu's going to cut 30 – you know, some of the time of the show. Yeah, out. I don't do Hulu, yeah. But that, yeah. Also, but that also gives you time to accident, accidentally or not so accidentally see spoilers. And I, I, I still would yeah. argue – yeah. And, and yeah. I would still argue that you know, uh, if people are excited to see your show, they will tune in live to watch it. 
I, 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 that's bottom I, line. I, who watches who I watches mean, football games on replay? Nobody. No. Because one. it doesn't matter no, at but, that point. No, but that's live sports. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, wrestling to me, and, and maybe it's just a change in my mindset, but I don't feel like there's anything happening on a wrestling program that I need to see at that moment or it's not going to mean as much. You know, there's a, I'm not going to miss a score. Do you know would what you I have mean? Said like that in, would, but would you have said that in 1998? No, but I think society is different it, but, than it was in 1998. Like, it uh, is, but like, the product's different, too. The I mean, well, sure, the product's I mean, different. We, I, I think almost the product has responded to the way times have changed, though, in a way. It's, it's weird. Like, you know, you, I, and Joe Lowry would probably disagree with me here, but, like, okay, if WWE's ratings are poor, and uh, we'll take Raw, for example. They have, what, a million and a half, maybe? I'm not even yeah. sure what they're, what yeah, they're getting. That. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's around that, yeah. So AEW's getting half that. So does that mean that their ratings are struggling or that they're poor? Well, I think I think ratings mean more to AEW mainly because if they lose that TV deal, that's it. They're dead because they don't even have house shows. But I think they have to live and die. But yeah. And, and their numbers are their numbers are crazy because I think last week it was like nine hundred thousand, and a few weeks ago they were down in like the fives. So they're like up and down. And I read somewhere where like the main TNT executive who believed in them, he isn't a part of the company anymore. So. They have to keep up, at least in my opinion, they have to keep up a certain type of performance or TNT could just wake up one day and go, you know what? We don't have anything to do with wrestling anymore. And yeah, and then suddenly their impact. Yeah, well, for sure. From channel to channel. I think yeah. SmackDown is in the same boat because they're on Fox, and that was a big deal for Fox to get rid of UFC in favor of WWE. So there's kind of pressure on Vince to perform on Fox. Raw is USA's baby. I, Raw might still be the highest rated show on USA of any night. So I think they might be safe for a little while longer, but Vince has to figure something yeah. out with SmackDown, too, because it, it's getting bad. Well, I think, well, I Derek, think he's you got that up. back... I, I was just going to say, I think he's got that back pocket of having the WWE Network. If Fox falls through, he can always put the stuff on there and charge a little more. Yeah, for sure. And you know, um, the thing is, is that Vince, Vince is in this position where he, because he has the different shows in the different places, WWE has to kind of treat ratings a little bit differently than AEW does. Uh, you know, I think you guys are right. A- AEW has to live and die by the ratings because without being on TV, they don't exist. So it's, it's perform or die. As far as whether or not ratings are important for WWE, that's probably a little bit trickier because ratings matter, but not the way that like you and I might be used to thinking that they matter. You know, the, that television number matters, and this is something that the NBA and the NFL have had to learn. The television number matters, but the total number of eyeballs across all platforms your product is on that's mm-hmm. the real number that you're looking at. So, you know, for for Raw, there's probably not a lot of incentive to change. I think Derek's right. I think they, if they aren't still the number one show on USA, I, they are certainly still in their top five programs. He's beating Chris Whereas, Lino at best, basically. <laughs> I think, what a garbage show. 
What a garbage show that is. <laughs> um, I can't believe that he would the, procreate that many times. I question that he procreated <laughs> that many times. Yeah. <laughs> and, we, and we live in times where I'm not allowed to question that. No, you're so, allowed to question it, but yeah. All right. Well, that's that's fine. Maybe that's not. part of the alphabet. I don't know. Anyway. Conversely, if you look at the Fox numbers, they probably $5 are $5 much. Conversely. Yeah, conversely. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I'm drinking Mountain Dew. I'll throw a ten dollar word out there next. Um, you got the Fox numbers drinking probably Mountain are couch, much. Man. They probably yeah, are. Sorry, I just sorry, hope sorry, you're clothed. <laughs> I just hope you're clothed. Please. I may or may not be. <laughs> go ahead. Well, 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 I'll get, oh, go get Kelly. That's why we won't um, do Zoom. <laughs> Kathy, they want us to do Zoom. How can I do Zoom? Jesus. Who wants to look at us? No, no, no. The only way I would do Zoom anyway. is if we could do screen sharing with the gifts. That that would be amazing. Just just our no. chat. No. The fact no screen sharing is probably you know we're just gonna get back we're gonna get back on track here. I don't want to talk. I don't want to. I feel like this is like a Sunday ass. morning program that I can like interact with randomly. Go ahead. No. The Fox number is probably much more about the bottom television line because that's what Fox cares about. You know, ultimately, the why did they bring WWE? Probably, well, if they care about ratings, like what? Because I, I really think if you if you go back and you remember the pro the the promotional stuff they did during last NFL season when they were really selling it, I mm-hmm. think they thought they were getting Brian Danielson and Brock Lesnar, yep. and Becky Lynch. And yep. They thought Ronda they Rousey. were getting those people and Ronda Rousey, and they thought they were getting these people every week Morgan. in prime time no, on their network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that yeah. that's why they took the risk the the risk on it. You know, you know it's it's a thing where Vince Vince kind of has to decide what what he would want to do. Does he want to focus more on developing these people so that he has lots of good compelling options as you know actual live crowds start to come back in, or does he try to somehow make a play to make people more interested and keep the Fox numbers up. Ah, I don't know. You know, (laughs) go ahead, Derek. No, I was just going to say, I just laughed. This is like a carny to the end because he had Brock Russell on TV on the debut, you know, on the debut of of SmackDown on Fox, and they get a big number. And then a week later, he just automatically moves Brock to Raw without any explanation. And it's like, after he wins the title. Yes, what a carny he is. Yeah. It's um it it's it's crazy. It is crazy. I I can't believe that Fox didn't see the writing on the wall. And if you're waiting in the line, by the way, guys, hold tight because we're about to dive right in with the callers, and I, I'm going to make time for each and every one of you here tonight. So you got to be patient, please, because uh, there's a couple of you. But uh, we will definitely get to everybody here tonight. It's just it's such a rare opportunity to get everybody on the line like this. But uh, yeah, to me, and I'll just say this. Um, if Fox people are supposed to be numbers people and they're supposed to be good at analyzing TV and figuring out what works and what doesn't work, 
I don't know why all of a sudden they thought that having Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar on a television show was going to draw fantastic ratings. Ronda Rousey and Brock Lesnar had been on WWE for two years before that, and the ratings have continued to slump. They've been slumping for so long that, like, at this point, I, I, I can remember, you know, during the Attitude Era when they were pulling, like, sixes, sevens, eights. I think they even pulled a yeah. nine at one point. And, like, yeah. that seems so far removed now, and it was. I mean, it was more than 20 years a ago. A long time ago. I, it's, yeah. it, it was a long time. So why would Fox think, like, this is going to be a ratings juggernaut? I, I don't know why they would think that. There's nothing about the presentation. Totally... There's nothing about it that says this is going to pull great ratings. Especially, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, Friday night, maybe kids. I don't know. Well, it's you, you, the first one that you said. That's that's why there are there are, and and you know everyone on this show knows this. There's certain nights of the week that are basically death sentences for television programming. And one of those is Friday night. Friday yep. night show. That that is that is if the network wants to treat your show like the whipping boy, that is where it sends you. So, you know, if if the Fox people are sitting down looking at numbers, you know, yeah, Lesnar and Rousey weren't drawing. You know, they're not drawing UFC pay per view numbers over over on USA, but. That number can suck comparatively and still be really good for network television on a Friday night. You know, if you're if you if you're telling me, you know, if you come to me and if you come to me and you say you say I have this wrestling brand and I have these names and we're looking for a home for a Friday night show, I don't have to get a whole lot of eyeballs for this to be a solid investment if I'm a TV executive. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I, we're going to start bringing the callers on because I know they're going to bring some insight to all of this for sure. Uh, 914-338-1885 if you want to join in the fun. Uh, we're going to go first to Justin, and we are going in the order that you guys uh, called in, so we're, we're going to try to get on his level. What's going on, Justin? Oh, hold on. Justin's hey, having okay. another conversation. We'll come back to him. Oh. Uh, let's go to. <laughs> I was trying to listen to what was happening. Uh. <laughs> I think I think someone was about to get their ass beat. Yes, it sounded like wig split, as Mark Kennedy would say. <laughs> let's let's kick it to let's kick it to Steve down in Virginia. What's going on, Steve? Oh, you know. How you doing tonight? Push it and pull it. Whoa. Yeah. See, he knows. This guy Steve, you there? You hanging out yeah, with Justin? I'm pushing, them, I'm pushing them and pulling it. Like Kamala said. Right. Oh. You're pushing and pulling it. Well, yeah, push cool. it real good. Do, do, what are you pushing do, it? Do, do, what are you pushing? Do, 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 do. Like, I can understand you're the pulling get, part. What are you pushing? You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get it. Oh, God. Wait, are you have drunk? You not, have, have you not listened not to that Kamala song, Brady? You know, I gotta, li- I gotta no, listen. I to it. Oh, no, I haven't listened to it. No, I haven't listened. Just, just you'll, what you'll we played it. on here. You'll yeah, get okay, it when I you got you. To the song. I got you. I thought you were making a masturbation joke, and I was like, I don't think it works like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 it doesn't work I don't like think. that. 
<laughs> it may have changed some since I was in college, but. <laughs> oh God. Talk about living in a bubble, Kathy. <laughs> sorry, Steve. I'm sorry. What's going on? <laughs> so um, yeah, so Steve Steve posted the link to that Kamala song. By the way, that's how I got it for the show. Thank you. Steve. Oh, yeah, go ahead and listen to that. Yeah, it's, I saw it on Facebook and I I listened to it and I'm like, holy crap! Like, this is some crazy lyrics. This is a diss track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he names names too, Brady. Like he, he mm-hmm. names specific names. Yeah. Um, Jerry Lawler actually came up with the Kamala character. I, I wanted to. Yeah, uh, I heard uh, that. Mention that. Um, I did meet Lawler. I wish I asked him about that because um, I didn't know Kamala was gonna have poor health, uh, worse health this year. Um, I know he lost his legs to diabetes, but I heard it was COVID related, cardiac arrest. It sucks. I've heard but, uh, something like that, yeah. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me that he isn't in the Hall of Fame uh, before his death because, you know, I think he was very outspoken. And I think yeah. they didn't like what he was saying. Um, I, I, I was I saying, wonder, actually, he did he yeah. did a VOC Nation interview probably six years ago where he talked about the rampant racism in WWE in the late 80s and early 90s. And he yeah, really he, went off. I, like I, yeah. I, I, if that's in, if that interview, if that got out there, I feel like WWE maybe necessarily uh, wouldn't have done so much with him. Uh, and maybe they did. I mean, like I was saying, he obviously patched things up with him because he did quite a bit with them after the fact. Uh, but he had some real heavy allegations, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he talks about the the pat. Brooklyn Brawler uh, rumor in a song, if you didn't know. But, um, yep. And then, um, yeah. The real MVP. Abe Knuckleball. That's funny. Yeah. I wanted to comment on the ratings discussion. Uh, I don't think yeah. everyone's ratings are down. I think, uh, I know Tony Khan's a source, but he, he said his the, the Dynamite ratings are back to pre pandemic. So I don't think everyone's ratings are declining. But I'm sure the pandemic does affect them. But um, I think ratings should they should matter more now that there's no paid attendance. So their money, I know WWE are making tons of profit. Makes sense to me uh, from reports. But I think um, the networks are gonna definitely uh, pay attention to the ratings when they resign eventually or renegotiate. That's just my oh yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I, well, first of all, I don't think they're going to keep Fox or more. They'll end up back on USA or uh, on the WWE Network. I, I, I don't think Fox is going to keep them beyond this term because I don't see a miracle solution where suddenly everything turns around and the ratings are great. Oh, um, and backstage. That, I, backstage I just want to say real quick. What's that? Oh, backstage. backstage. Yeah, and that was a huge. That was a huge part of it, although, honestly, I was surprised that it lasted as long as it did. Uh, that show had the quality of a, of a, a podcast, you know? Um, wow. I, I just, I don't know. I, I like some of it. The, the insight and the access to the talent was great, uh, but I wasn't a fan of the show. I really wasn't. Um, so I'm, I'm not surprised that they got canceled, and who wants to see a recap show? You know, I mean, that. Well, I like. I, I just like finished watching it for 15 hours. The... Yeah. I like when they have uh, 
comedians or other people that aren't wrestlers cut promos with the wrestlers. I like stuff like you that. You really like, I like that? Uh, I thought that stuff was David Arquette. I thought that was uh, entertaining. You see, the only I, thing, I like, yeah, I mean, go ahead. I like, go ahead, Derek. I like what they're doing that. I like what they're doing now where they'll take Renee Young, Booker T, you know, and, and CM Punk, and they'll watch, like, classic pay-per-views, and then they'll bring that in people good. from the pay-per-view. I like what they're doing now. Like, they had Brett talking about the Bulldog match last week. And, yeah. you know, they had Finn Balor coming in. I, I enjoy that more. I think if they did oh, Wait, I thought it was that, canceled. It's still well, this on? is what they're doing now. Did they're, they reform it? Yeah, it's basically. I wasn't aware of that. Watch They'll watch a classic show. Like, I think last week they watched uh, SummerSlam from Wembley. And they brought Bret Hart in to talk about the match with the Bulldog. And they brought in Finn because, you know, he was living over there at the time. And they just comment on the matches. And I kind of enjoy that format. But you can't do that every week. So maybe if you did it twice a month, it would be great. I, um, for my my money, the best part of backstage, for my money, the best part of backstage was the, uh, the access to the talent for shoot interviews. That you yeah. can't get mm-hmm. on normal podcasts, you know. Yeah. Um, by and large, I mean, obviously, they do still do like Jericho or Stone Cold or whatever. But like, uh, by and large, you know, they they put a lot of really great kind of interviews out there, and that that's what I enjoyed about it. Uh, but I would mostly yeah. just watch the interviews and then turn it off. I mean, the other stuff, I just thought uh, the matches were good, Derek. Yeah, I, I they they did one or two of those that I enjoyed, but. By and large, I mean, what do I want to hear Christian and Mark Henry talk about um, worked angles as if they're real, as if as if they don't know that they're, you know, like it's weird. The whole thing is just weird to me. I, I, I don't. And know. I think that I think that was like a Fox idea. I think Fox brought that idea to them. I like, think hey, so. This is what we want to do, but that can, that like you said, that only works with real sports. That's why they hard to do that. That's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's kind of hard to, to do that with wrestling. Yeah. yeah, I think it had some yeah. good moments, but it just—I think ratings did matter for that show. I—I—I am confused, and and I did say this, and I know society is changing and stuff, but like, I thought wrestling—the fact that they're continuing to produce fresh content when no one else is—I would have thought if you would have asked me when all this started that the ratings for wrestling would be sky high, at least mm-hmm. sky high in perspective, not all time low. You know, it, 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 there's there's not much competition out there. And you know, most people would tell you the the best night of wrestling is on Wednesday nights. And right at one, you know, it was about a month ago where if NXT was beaten, AEW was only by a couple thousand, and if AEW was beating NXT, it was only about a couple thousand. And that's where all this demo talk started coming from. And I remember, you know. You know, Chris, Chris Jericho said, yeah, we lost in total views, but we won the 18 to 49 demo. And I think all that came as a result of low rest, you know, they were getting low numbers. They were getting half a million people watching their show each week. And I think yeah. a lot of that is because, you know. Yeah, but the NXT most week. Yeah, nothing, nothing against either show, but nobody's really tuning in, rushing to their television to see the guys who want to either show, really, most weeks. And I think the thing that AEW has going for them is most people are tuning in now to see what the ex-WWE guys are going to show up who, who was fired yeah. a couple months ago. Um, but, yeah, yeah the, the ratings, the one thing about Raw, and Raw gets horrible ratings, but like you said, you know they know they're going to get between 
you know, half a million, I mean, a million and a half to 1.8 million yeah. a week. They know that. Those AEW NXT numbers, they can be anywhere from 500,000 up to 900,000, depending on the week. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It is, and, and I just I also wanted to mention, and I think a lot of people didn't realize that like Impact Wrestling, uh, even TNA is still on the air. Uh, I don't yeah. think a lot of people knew yeah. that. Aside from Tessa Blanchard, you know, um, I, think, I just um, don't feel like that. That, but but if, I I tuned into it this week, Steve, and that is like an episode of WWE main event. Now they got Heath Slater going. They got. They got Kurt Hawkins coming in. They got uh, oh, they man. got Anderson and Gallows. Uh, they, they, Eric Young. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, they were making fun of the twenty four seven title, Steve. Uh, they're talking. I forget. I think he was talking well, about Josh Eric Matthews. Young, and he said he's, he he said he's. I'm sorry. Yeah, Josh Matthews. He said, I, I think it was Eric Young. He was talking about. I could be wrong. He said he's a former twenty four seven champion. Whatever the hell that. Whatever means. that means. That's what he yeah. said. Whatever that. Whatever that means. All right. Well. I don't know if you knew this, Josh, but three quarters of your roster held the twenty four seven title in the last year. <laughs> Cut it out. Don't say that. Like you, you know what it is. Don't do that, man. <laughs> it's true though. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that I That's saw their number right. one contender chasing our truth on Raw two months ago. Oh, leave E C three alone. <laughs> wow. <laughs> With a solo. I think cup. Uh, I think EC3. Well, that's just that's just that just make WWE look horrible because they had you know so much potential EC3 that they couldn't Does do it? anything for and like yeah because they don't they they don't know how to utilize the, uh, plenty of their talent and that's why they're all leaving. Steve, I, 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 I got to clarify. I, I got to clarify it, and then I'll kick it to you, Derek. I, I feel like WWE looked horrible when they had EC3 and they weren't doing anything with him. Now, as a result of them not having done anything with EC3, now TNA or Impact looks horrible for having him because he means nothing anymore. They were, they're gonna, he's going to be a total reclamation project for, him, for them. And I don't know that they have the viewership or the interest to resurrect him. Well, and, obviously, ahead. they wouldn't sign him if he didn't have potential. Here's my thing. Well, obviously, they fan. throw money around. I, I'm an EC3 fan, and most people will tell you, well, Hunter can do a lot with talent that Triple H can't. Other than his debut, EC3 did nothing worth note in NXT. No. He, he did nothing at all. And that's where guys are supposed to thrive at. Now, he didn't get a fair share on the, on the Raw roster, but... I see people, people always go, he has so much potential. He's almost 40 years old. He, he He's pretty much, he is who he is. At this, now, he redid his character and doing this whole, you know, rewrite your story thing, and maybe that could work. And maybe he's just, a case of, he's just a case where a guy is better off in a small pond than he is in a big pond. And there's nothing wrong with that. He, in, he can stay in TNA and make yeah. good money and be the star, but sometimes guys I agree like with that. that just don't fit in on big on big TV. I agree with I, that. I, 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 think he, I think WWE. he has more potential than some of the people that they feature. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Steve, I, here's, I, here's I, the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Um, the reality is that if EC3 had the kind of potential that is getting projected onto him, Someone at some point in this industry would have found a way to maximize it. Derek, Derek's right. The man, yeah, I mean, the man is 
the man is not with him. Well, well, you know, well, you know, the thing is, is that impact is impact. And you know, if if, I, if, even, had, if he had kind of, if he had the kind of, but you are. No, I'm 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 talking about the 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 leaving of talents in general. OC, I thought could have been used better. Uh, Revival could have been used better. It's not it's not just EC3. It's a recurring problem. Well, I agree with that. And it's lazy. Don't, it's don't. lazy. EC3, they never even explain what EC3 meant on WWE television. So you say, if somebody come in with two letters and a number, you don't even know what it means if you haven't watched TNA. That's just lazy. Hard three. It's just lazy. And if, you look, and if you look at me personally, out of everybody who was fired during that big spree, the, the two people who had the most potential were Leo Rush and Rusev. Those are the two I look right. at. Them. And I go, you dropped the ball with them. Nothing against Gallows and Anderson. I love Gallows and Anderson. I, you're in a company where they don't care about tag teams. So I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure, other than being AJ's buddies, I'm not sure what they could have done. Um, Kurt Hawkins. I mean, they won, I, I, yeah, I, they won the tag team title a couple times. That's, that's their peak. And you know Zack Ryder. I mean, there is his chance to his chance to be a star. I mean, Zack Ryder's chance to be a star was nine years ago. You know he, and and I love Zack. Yeah, they messed that up. They ruined him. He was ruined nine years ago. Um, But like I said, they ruined him when John Cena healed him out. Like (laughs) that's I I was in I was in Madison Square Garden when The Rock came back at Survivor Series. And during his promo, they're they're chanting "woo woo," you know it, you know. <laughs> that that yeah. is when they should have. That's when they should have struck the background. Yeah. And it gets yeah. it to a point where you, you look at Impact, you look at AEW, and all these other companies. They're going to start running out of room just to keep everybody who's You're not going to go to these companies and, and get the push you think you deserve if you go to all these other companies. It's, it's just you're running out of room. There's only but so many top slots to go around. Yeah, yeah. I, I Yeah, you're right. Uh, Steve, did you have anything else, man? Because i got a bunch of callers I still got to get to. Uh, check out Sully Live. I was able to talk. I was able to call her uh, earlier today. It was an interesting episode of uh, Sully Live. Sully Live. I'm not familiar with that one. Shelly Martinez. Oh, Shelly. Shelly from Cali. Sully. Damn. I'm thinking like. Uh, okay, I thought he said Sully. I'm thinking like uh, like X Files. That's Scully. I gotta tell you, I heard. I heard Sully too, and I wondered yeah. why. Shelly Live. Sorry, did, no, it's okay. Did, so did you did you did she take callers? I didn't listen yet. Um, it was pretty interesting. Like, uh, she read a lot of my tweets, and then I had, she put me on and got to ask me okay. about stuff. Was she was talking neat. about being topless, didn't she? Huh? Oh yes, she talked about her yeah. uh, her breasts and Some her new- implants, and it was pretty uh, interesting. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out for sure. I bet you are. Yeah. Yeah. I am professionally, <laughs> clinically you gotta, speaking. You're gonna, st- you're gonna push them, please. <laughs> push, you're push them ball. Thank you so much, Steve. <laughs> it was a pleasure talking to you, brother. Yeah. Everything Check is you. <laughs> See ya.
Follow the dark order. Nine one four. Follow the dark order. Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Although I think we're uh, we're done uh, adding callers to the queue now, so forget I said that. Uh, <laughs> Steve is good. I mean, he brings up a lot of good points. I I do feel like um like impact um is not going to be the savior that a lot of these like guys need, and, and that's that's a shame. Um and and also they're not going to be the savior that impact needs, um because yeah. at the end of the day, they've been struggling since they left Spike, and yeah. since they lost that whole WCW crew, <laughs> and. It- Unless all that comes back and all those like older not, wrestlers, many of which are retired now, like Sting and Scott Steiner are retired. Like, yeah, you're right. It's not coming back. Booker T isn't coming back. Uh, Rikishi's not coming back. Uh, AJ nope. Styles isn't coming back. Samoa Joe. They, they're. I'll go so far as to say as Daniels and Kazarian aren't coming back. So um, Impact. I don't know. It's weird. And, it's a weird situation. I and, and I, I will nothing, say this. I, I will say no, this, and then I'll kick it to you. Ahead, uh, I, 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 you know, for a show that regularly featured a thirty to forty to forty to fifty minute match, featuring talent that's now under contract for WWE, and they did this every week. Um, having all these WWE <laughs> names appear doesn't mean a whole lot, because no. you know one week. One week I get Kurt Hawkins in the main event. The next week I get Kurt Angle against Bobby Lashley in the main event. You, you never know what you're going to get, but it really doesn't matter. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. I'm. Now I'm going to say I got to go purge well, two, myself now. Two things. Um, <laughs> e- EC3 reminds me. Remember when Sandman and like Bam Bam Bigelow went to WCW and they just didn't fit in. They just didn't look right. And just certain yeah. acts are supposed to be in certain companies. Sandman is an ECW thing. And maybe EC3 is just an impact thing. And, and the second thing that you pointed out as far as they tell it is it's 2020 and nothing against yeah. this guy because he's had great matches. But it's 2020 and Ed, Eddie Edwards is your world champion. That I know. In <laughs> I know. I know. And I love Eddie I remember. Edwards. I love the American I world. remember when he but beat Davey Richards in 2008 and I thought that doesn't seem right. And it still yeah, seems no word. more right now. <laughs> it's, the, it's the wrong word. But you don't even look like Eddie Edwards anymore. Like, I know. It's crazy. I saw a picture and I was like, what, how, why is he dressed like that? What is going on? Yeah. He used to look like Matt Seidel, didn't he? That's how I remember yes. him. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's going on, Mike? And guys, we're going hey, over how you your doing? call, so please hang tight. How you doing, brother? Hey, I'm having trouble with my phone. I have an old flip phone. It's an LG um, Verizon, one of those flip phones. And my battery on my car gave out, so I apologize. I I was down to one bar, and I lost you, so I I had to recharge my my phone. But uh, forgive me for that. All good, brother. All good. (laughs) Yeah, i got to get me a new phone. (laughs) Well, I saw you were in the queue, so I kept you in there. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, thank you. Hey, I just got to say... Mm-hmm. I just want to yeah. say I like mm-hmm. I like WWE, but don't get me wrong. I'm starting to get turned on to a- AEW. <laughs> I oh. like the talent. Uh, they had the women's <laughs> tag women team match like tournament. Yeah, and, uh, it, they just WWE. Uh, not knocking them, but they get the same talent, the same champions, and 
they they should bring back Alexa and bring her back as the bad girl and make her champion again, but they're not going to do that. So I like, I like no. to call her a heel either. We call her a bad girl, not a heel. Yeah, and I like. And the only the only stars I like in the WWE is Liv Morgan and the Riot Squad. No, I like Liv Morgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. WWE she's a beautiful talent, woman, Mike. a good wrestler. You know? She's, she's Amen, awesome. Uh, <laughs> you're preaching to the choir, Mike. All blondes are just alike. No, yeah. The choir said no. <laughs> the choir said no. I, I like AEW because they, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, WWE is yeah. so predictable. You know Bailey's going to win. You know Sasha's going to win. You know Charlotte Banks is going to win. But just you know, Seth Rollins is going to be the first hour and a half of Raw. You know, Alexa is, uh, well, you know. I think that AEW's got, they got Allie, Allie, uh, is it Allie? Allie and uh, Brandy Rose. Allie? The big oh, yeah. Swole, little <laughs> just the first one he mentions, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah big swole. Big swole. And uh, in Belize. And they get these tag teams, and it's pretty cool. I've been watching it. Dr. Britt Baker. Britt Baker, Not WWE. I think it's great, but I just dig AEW. I think it's awesome. You know? know It's great, Mike. You know what it is about AEW, Mike? Um, None of those girls are stars, so they have to beat each other every week to see what works. I guess in WWE, you know who your stars are. You know it's Bailey. You exactly. Know it's you know yeah. who's going to win. Yeah, it's predictable. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't know oh, who's yeah. going to win in AEW. You know? No, I, I don't know I if like you guys saw, kind of... but AEW signed Rachel Ellering today. Well, I, I believe she signed. If not, if not, uh, then, then she's getting a tryout for this week. Uh, yeah. but I, I'm pretty sure I heard she signed. Um, so there's a, I, I'm guessing that, uh, that was the plan that they originally had for Tessa Blanchard and they couldn't get her that now that's just me speculating. Uh, but that's what I, the other second generation, right. We need a second generation. They probably have a storyline coming up. Uh, I'm going to, I'm just spitballing here, but I'm guessing that it involves Cody and Brandy in some way. Uh, <laughs> no, Gene. You think so? I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> but we'll see. We will see. Uh, but Rachel Ellering, um, and she's—I I mean, she's been around for a couple of years now. I, I don't oh, quite know what her deal team. is. You gotta watch the tag team. She's in the tag team tournament. Go oh, is she? YouTube okay, watch, okay. Watch the yeah. tag team tournament. You oh, would the, really the like tournament that. thing. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know I'm not quite familiar with her. We, we've done stuff with her, and but um, yeah, I, uh, I and I'm pretty sure that she's under contract now. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Oh man, yeah. that's that is they so cool. Cameron. They signed the least talented Funkadactyl. Like some, some like some, yeah, they couldn't <laughs> they couldn't sign the most talented one. <laughs> like, would you have rather they brought in the dancing mamas? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the dancing moments. <laughs> and look, I, you want to talk about something that would jazz this show up? Oh, I, what I, dancing moments? Yeah, and it's poet. And it's weird because it's weird because they needed talent, and Merce, unless she had a, like a handshake agreement where she agreed to go to WWE a year in advance. Mercedes Martinez was sitting on the sideline waiting for a year, and they they didn't even. I don't. How could you not sign her? She would have been the best woman they had on the roster. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, right. 
we kind of talked it's about true. that. I, I, I think she was under the impression that WWE was going to call any day now, and I, I suspect that she was holding out for that. I, I, I don't know that for sure, but that's what I think. Hey, can yeah. we get Alexa Bliss to come over to AEW? Oh, well, yes. you know what? I'm going to oh, reach out to my friend Joe Lowry. Uh, he's going to he's going to request that she do that she do that and and you know he's a good friend. Yeah, he yeah, will. He's he's the seasoning man. The seasoning Brady. Man. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Brady. Yeah. Brady, I was going to ask you. Yeah. Um, you heard the rumors that Alexa's going to get married to Ryan mm-hmm. Forbear and they're going to have a family and she wants to. She wants to pull out of WWE. If you heard those rumors, or is this Good. just no, I have not heard that. Go have babies. Okay, I have not great. heard that. Okay. I heard, I heard that she's going to marry Bray Wyatt on the TV show, though. So we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They'll have little, fiend. they'll have little fiends now. Little fiends. Oh man, what world Actually, are you living in where Bray Wyatt would leave JoJo's fun self? Uh, for Blaine Alexa no, no, on the TV show. On the TV show. <laughs> oh, He's going to marry his sister because Vince is obsessed with it. Do you think Vince wants to marry his sister? <laughs> I think he would. Jojo he wanted to marry his daughter, Jojo didn't he? Better, Jojo said, you better keep that white girl away from my man. Bro. That's right. Keep her away from Do you think Vince would have left Linda if Stephanie was really an option? Like sometimes I wonder. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I don't. I don't even have to think about that. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I mean, we grew up in a trailer park, so I mean, maybe. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mike, brother, Mike, Mike, it's a pleasure talking to you. I'm going to tell you what uh what I told my girlfriend in college. I got to see what else is out there. Why? But a pleasure to talk to you tonight, brother. Yeah, you were fine, man. You were fine. We're just under a crunch because, uh, <laughs> we got, cause we're going to be on the, the air man. at 12 and I, I got to get everybody in. You're the man, dude. Hey, yeah. You're the I man. love you, brother. Yeah. We had to almost bust show tonight. <laughs> okay, brother. Don't feel I'll bad. talk to you guys. You guys are awesome. I'll talk love to you guys. soon. You all right. Bye-bye. All right. You all right. You all right. All <laughs> Mike's right. man. Oh, Mike, uh, tell Malcolm we said hi. I, I haven't talked to him now in almost a month, and I hope he's okay. <laughs> I, I know he's been calling other shows, so I'm, I'm sure that he's uh, just been busy. Let's go to uh, – let's see. Let, let's go to John. We'll, we'll get him on. Uh, stay with us, guys. We're, we're literally going right through the queue here. Uh, what's going on, John? Hey, what's up? How you doing, brother? I don't know, man. Yeah. You called us. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Johnny? John, do you do you do you do the Nielsen thing? Like when you watch a show, are they recording you as like one of the viewers? <laughs> no, not me. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> me neither. I gotta think that if you were one of them, then WWE's ratings would be sky high. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. You'd be going at all. from this to this to this. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. Oh, brother. So what else is going on? Yeah. Well, I know briefly you were talking about the ratings and everything, but I'm definitely mm-hmm. way more into what 
and what mm-hmm. AEW has been doing for weeks. Mm-hmm. Like they, they were up. I'm hearing that a lot. Yeah, I'm hearing mm-hmm. that a lot. Yeah. I I think yeah, AEW, but, what is I, good, what, but I still like what, NXT better. But go ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they've been in and out, but AEW without a doubt been beating like you were talking about poorly. They've mm-hmm. been bits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you gonna let me speak? I'm letting you speak. No, I'm just telling you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. I've been hearing a lot of people go, you know, AEW is beating NXT. You know, I, I think they're just saying that because of the ratings. What exactly on AEW do you enjoy more than what you see on NXT? Well, it was like it was what I heard briefly about the thing. Like, you never know who's going to win. And, like, all these people they're bringing in, like, mm-hmm. we saw in the old school eras that were, like, in the old school era. Like, we're seeing a lot of these people brought up. And, and like, what we're seeing in NXT it's like uh-huh. what you were talking about briefly with. Uh-huh. Now, I, I wouldn't say Triple H is doing the same with every single show, but no. NXT is still up there every every week and now and then. So I'm still enjoying NXT, but I'm not totally enjoying most of Raw and well, here's the thing. SmackDown. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. When I turn on AEW, you know what I know is going to happen every week? I know Cody Rhodes is going to defend his title and he's going to win. I know that's a definite. So that's one thing that's the same every week. I know. Kenny Omega is going to look angry at Adam, at you know Hangman or vice versa, and FTR yeah. going to get caught in the middle with the young, young Bucks. That's going to happen every week. I, I, I know, and you know that Chris Jericho is going to be involved in comedy. Yes. Now the thing that Triple H, I think the thing that Triple H has going against them is he can't. His talent, once they get over, they get called up to Raw or SmackDown, and he loses guys. And he loses females. And then he has to rebuild brand new stars or build new stars while doing television every week. So it's a little harder for him. He doesn't have a Chris Jericho who's a name brand to throw out there or a Matt Hardy. You know, he has to build up the Bronson Reed and the Dexter Loomis and all. He has to build up people as the show goes along. See, AEW, they don't have to do that because <laughs> that's their one show. Nobody's going to go anywhere until guys start leaving to go other places. So I think that's an advantage that AEW has over NXT. I, I just I had an so idea. Too, right? I just had an idea, and I'm just spitballing here. Uh, but what if they shoveled? Obviously, Bruce Pritchard is doing most of the writing, uh, but it's coming through Vince at this point. Uh, what if they shifted it so that Triple H was in charge of Raw, Vince was in charge of SmackDown, and Paul Heyman was in charge of NXT? I mean, it'd be different. And, and it, well, I don't I think, think they would it, stick with it, but I think it would work. Well, uh, hang on. I just – and I'm not shooting down the idea, but I'm curious. Like, when you say – like, work how? Because to me, we're at the point where there is very little tangibly different from show to show. So when you say it would work, like, it would work How? Okay, um, because I think that what Triple H is doing right now with developmental is very effective. Uh, I believe that he gets the most out of most of his performers. So if you move Triple H to a main roster position, you move Paul Heyman down to the developmental, which traditionally he's been very good with developing stars as well. So that shouldn't lose a beat. Now you have three very different approaches to three very different programs. And I, I do kind of disagree. I, I think that Raw is very different than SmackDown right now, and I think that SmackDown is very different than NXT. I think I, 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 I can't quite explain why, 
but it feels like each one is being produced by somebody different. Well, here's the other thing I know for sure. Like, I know for sure they used to do more when it was in front of a live audience, but I've just been remember seeing more promos and during these shows and seeing less mm-hmm. matches. So that's what I've been realizing most. That's raw. I mean, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and well, what I've been knowing, but I, I've been enjoying by hearing what's been said with Eric Young and Maria Canellas and everything, which I totally agree on. It's like <laughs> after a th- three-hour show, like it's just the same thing that we're seeing with all these talents that not putting any people over. It's like we you know we've been hearing a lot of people say, well, they weren't even happy. I mean, mm-hmm. people say mm-hmm. they're not putting people over. <laughs> Matt Riddle is. He, I mean, we don't have to win matches to get over. I, I hate that notion that you have to win to get over because people never realize, you know, Steve Austin never beat Bret Hart and he still became Steve Austin. <laughs> Steve Austin lost to everybody. <laughs> yeah, he, and he still became he really so did. cool. Same thing with The Rock. The Rock lost to everybody. But I think, like, if you look at, like, poor Drew, poor Drew McIntyre, he, he just became champion at the wrong time. I think if there were crowds there, he'd feel like a much bigger deal. Then he feels he feels now, but if even if you turn, you know, they he's not a few, he's not a young star, but they're doing more with Shelton Benjamin. They're finally using Lashley the right way. If you turn to SmackDown, they're using Matt Riddle the right way. Um, they're using the, the IC title actually matters because you're taking a guy in Asian Styles and he's having good matches with guys who aren't regularly on television. Um, so. For every, you know, you can only push but so many people. And nothing against yeah. Maria Canellis, but her and Mike were doomed with that gimmick from the minute it started. And I have a crazy theory yeah. that Mike Canellis is going to end up being in this retribution group with Maria. <laughs> That's just, I just think they're going to bring back some of the <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. that they fired. I, just, I yeah. think they're going to bring back whoever they fired and put them in that group. That would be cool. Because they're not Antifa after all. <laughs> They're just disruptive, you know, ex-employees. Yeah, I, that, that's a, that's so a they great are idea. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yeah. I, um, <laughs> I'm on board with that. I, I, you actually just made me forget what I was going to say. That, that, that's what a good idea that was. I know someone got furloughed and didn't sign somewhere. I, they they exactly. could totally do that. And I, I wonder I, if, I, was uh, looking at the... I wonder if Drake Maverick could be the leader. <laughs> I was yes. looking at the group, right? And I'm like, well, there's a yeah. woman, so that could be Maria. There's a, and I saw, like, a little black dude. I'm like, oh, well, that could be Leo Rush. He's a little black dude. Like, there's so many people <laughs> who, who could be in this group. If, if, <laughs> it would make, it'd be better that way. Yeah. You know what else is better, by the way, Derek? I want to bring you up when you talked about Bret Hart, by the way. Like, remember when he got released from WWE and he went to WC? That was his most miserable life of his time during his career but being in WCW being there like that's what I'm kind of laughing about right now these days mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. for instance Deanna Perrazzo mm-hmm. when she left yeah. mm-hmm. look how that's fast right. she got mm-hmm. put in the champion even though TNA has not yeah. been up there for several years mm-hmm. like that, that's what I'm yeah. kind of laughing about what mm-hmm. people are talking mm-hmm. about with TNA and mm-hmm. AEW and they're all saying this mm-hmm. is that's not the place to be because we liked mm-hmm. it better when he was in WWE mm-hmm. booked for nothing and buried mm-hmm. and look how they're getting mm-hmm. booked right now for better respect. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, well, okay. Will people be mad? I've watched Cody beat so many people on this. I watched him beat Lance Archer when he was the hottest thing in the co- company. He's probably going to beat Scorpio Sky. I've watched yeah. Cody beat everybody. How? 
I want all you AEW fans out there, you better be pissed off if Zack Ryder comes into the company and he's the one who beats Cody after Cody beats oh, all these other people. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. You know, be they, their mistake, they should have had Sonny Kiss won the title. Because it would have made something from Sonny Kiss. Cody could have gone and done his own thing for a little bit and it, it would have been amazing. Because there was so much momentum behind that kid when he did that. And then people go, well, Cody beat him. He got the rub. No, he's just a guy now. That was his highest moment. Yeah. He's done nothing since then. Yeah. And let's not forget that Cody was a, a mid-carder his entire time with WWE. Yes. In fact, he's pretty so. much been – I mean, I, I know he, he kind of touched the main event in New Japan and Impact, but, like – in AEW is the only place where he's ever really felt like he's like the main guy, mm-hmm. and that's because he's the one, mm-hmm. he's the boss. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. Say, people mm-hmm. say that. Like people go, no, mm-hmm. that's not true, but it's like, yeah, yeah. it's kind of true. He's and, and I like Cody, it's, but it's true. And who are the tag team champions? Time. Who are the tag team champions? More bosses, <laughs> buddy. Over here, <laughs> <and> over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, let's yeah. and. Um, go ahead. Yeah, and I'll just say one more thing. Like AEW, like That's a lot of people good. are saying with the tag team division, like Young Bucks totally give me like old school tag team division. Whenever I'm seeing, you know, no matter who they're facing, yeah. after maybe a week or so ago, what they gave for a false count on anyway, or whatever that was. They don't even tag in and out most times. How do they give you old school tag team? They, they don't have rules in their matches. <laughs> <laughs> John, well, they've been like this for years, I remember, back in the day when I saw them wrestle, so they still got them in there. I definitely am a fan of them, but they kind of give me an old school era when tag team division was up there. Jim Ross, Jim Ross did an interview, I think it was last week, it might have been two weeks ago, where he said that the tag teams, they don't even put out the tag ropes anymore because nobody uses them except for FTR. <laughs> <laughs> the, they don't need, so now, so now they put the tag team ropes out for FTR because it's part of their strategy because they're old school wrestlers. But nobody else uses the tag ropes. They barely tag. You're you're right. You you are right about that. I, it's uh, it it does bug me. Uh, Chikara used to have their their old rule, and I'm really surprised that AEW hasn't gotten to this point. Um, oh God! Instead of a tag. You could do a suicide dive out of the ring onto an opponent, and that was effectively a tag for your partner to come into the ring and fight somebody else. Oh, my God. This is what Chikara used to do. I'm shocked AEW hasn't done this yet. I'm shocked. (laughs) And it's funny because, like, my brother was watching AEW with me, and my brother, like, he loved old-school ECW, and we're yeah. watching FTR, and he's familiar with them, and they're ranting about old-school tag wrestling and the rules, and he looks at me, he goes, they're just doing the Steve Carino gimmick from ECW when he was the king of old school. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, he's right. That's what it is. Because it works. <laughs> yeah. It works. It does. It, it does. works. We got to get uh, to another caller if we're going to get through this yeah, queue. Yeah, let's. Let's say what works. Uh, let's go back to Justin. Uh, what's going on, Justin? Uh, did you you didn't get beat up by that guy, did you? No, no, no. Me and that guy, we were just having a nice conversation. That's about all. Little color. Yeah, we were. No, we were just having a good conversation. Uh, we were just having a, we were having a conversation just about what's going on in the world and all that craziness. That's all. Oh, I hate the yeah. world, Justin. 
Yeah, I hate the world just like I hate you too. All right. <laughs> that was mean. Hey, but, that was really hey, but damn. It's okay. Hey, but it's okay. I mean, I, I, I said it with a smile. I don't really hate you that much, Brady. <laughs> I, said, I was going to say I missed you, but... uh. <laughs> I mean... What else you got? I mean, Fix you on the uh, way in the door. Uh, no. You already, you uh, already did the hate Brady gimmick. What else you got? Uh, not much. <laughs> I actually, actually missed you too, man. So how are you? <laughs> That's sweet. Doing good. I actually missed you, missed you guys all when you were uh, reading this uh, stuff for uh, Ray. Damn. Damn. Man, I tell you, man, I tell you, that's that guy cool, right. He, I tell, I tell you, that guy right. He's uh. He's worse than uh, he's he's worse than having fucking hemorrhoids if he were to have. Oh, doing All right, Jeff. When I, that's basically when I listen to the show, I kind of get hemorrhoids just about every time I listen to Ray. It's irritating. There we go. So why do you listen you? if if it gives you hemorrhoids? Uh, like that would make me not listen. No, I mean I tend to listen because you guys. Like Impact Wrestling gives me hemorrhoids. And... I don't watch it. <laughs> I haven't even. Why is it giving you guys hemorrhoids? To be honest with you, Brady, <laughs> they don't give me hemorrhoids. They don't give me. I haven't even seen. I haven't even seen anything Pre- from preparation. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah, I was watching your show because you guys, cause you guys are all, you guys are all good. I like you guys. I keep coming back just to say mm-hmm. hello to you guys and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So how you been? Mm-hmm. Mhm. Mhm. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I um. It's it's weird. It, mm-hmm. It's weird because like um. Mm-hmm. There's this virus mm-hmm. going around. It's so, like, virus. Crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's a hemorrhoid virus, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's hey, a hemorrhoid mm-hmm. virus. Hey, Charlie. They should put something in the air so you can see it coming. Like make what, the air the red where the coronavirus is. Oh. Oh, oh yeah, that's what yeah, they yeah. should do. Like a, like a video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they already it's, genetically engineered it in the lab. How hard would it be to add a little food coloring to that some bitch? <laughs> it wouldn't. Hey, it wouldn't. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey Stro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Hey Stro. Hey Stro. I sent you a message of uh, I sent you a message about a couple about maybe an hour ago mm-hmm. about uh something. Right. Hey, I was just waiting to see if you had a reply. Sounds uh, exciting. You you check your messages, see if he sent it. You slid in his DM. I'm not going to mention it online, so I figure I just. Well, we mentioned it on here. You might as well mention it. Yeah, what's up? I just figure I just mention it to Stro and have him message me back if it's okay with me. Well, then why are you mentioning it on here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Hey, it was good talking to you guys. Oh, you too, brother. You all right? You doing yeah. good? Yeah, I'll make sure. I, yeah, I'll make sure I take my hemorrhoid cream just so I don't have to hear uh, okay. right oh, anymore. Justin, As, Justin, you know, I was I was thinking about it, and it's a perfect thing to say before you go. Um, so this virus thing that everybody's so up in arms about, it it's just like the AIDS virus, except instead of like casual sex now. You can't have personal communications or interactions with anybody. Are you you always have to wear you always have to wear a mask if you get near anybody uh, because this thing virus? spreads like AIDS, but through the air instead. That's true. Oh, uh, you're go. talking about it the is. coronavirus. 
It is. No more casual talking. For casual talking. This coronavirus is this coronavirus is fake. It's just what the government wants you to believe. It's not. It's not out there. It's just bullshit. All right. Okay. All right. Social distancing is just to keep people away from everybody. It's just like yeah, whatever. I ain't listening to that. Well, if that's the case, then thank you, government, for keeping people away from me because I hate people. You're a nut. But you're my nut. You're my nut. Hey, Brady. Hey, hey uh, Dirk. I also hate people, too, but I'm actually starting to. Uh, and they hate you. You're my almond joy. I mean, you're I my almond joy. I mean, I mean, you're an I mean, almond Brady. The people, the people may hate me, but not as much as you are. But not as much as you. But it's okay. All right. I still love you. You man. got it, brother. Put I hate you more than anybody. Right, I love you, man. I'll talk to you real soon, talk homie. To you, talk to you next week. Right. Right. All right. Sounds All right, good. Scum between my man. Yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and, we, I gotta ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that was ju- that was Justin, the rich cotite of callers. From Justin uh-huh. to Dustin discussing. What, what's going tight. on, Dustin? Not the much. Uh, How oh, you yeah. doing, homie? Hey, Brady. What a day! Hey, what Brady. a day! Here we go. Yeah, just watching the uh, watching Vegas Golden Knights versus Chicago. Vegas. <laughs> Dustin, were you a Kamala fan? Do what? Did you like Kamala? Uh, I don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Trick question. Trick question. Did you ever dress like him for Halloween? The Russ Grimm of callers. Oh, Freddy. Russ Grimm. I when I was in college, I used to paint the moon and the stars on my on my chest. So like, I didn't know if I was the only one. Did you know? Did you slap your belly, Dustin, like uh, Kamala did? Yeah. Did you slap his belly? Well, they let. Well, do you think they would let Dustin do that at the hotel? <laughs> That's a good point. I don't see why not. <laughs> what? Like, so what's going on, Dustin? What What do you think? Not Is Seth much. Rollins going to actually beat Dominic Dreamer or what? They already beat him. <clears throat> Honestly, I might not watch SummerSlam. Why? Give him money. I, honestly, I, I, I just. It just some of the matches going into SummerSlam are not actually what I'm not looking forward to. I heard right. Becky Lynch might come back and fight, even though she's pregnant. Oh, that'll play. Uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Oscar ever gains the role in this title. Good. Maybe. Yeah, yeah Becky could bring the pickles and the ice cream. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, ready for, I'm ready for I'm ready they for Bailey to lose. Used to be mud pit, now pickles and ice cream. <laughs> Brady, I'm ready for Bailey to lose finally. Uh, after 300 days of being champion, it's time for her to lose. I Wait agree. Wait, hold I think they should Wait do a, a double minute. pin where Sasha gets the SmackDown title and Bailey gets the Raw title. Wait a minute. It's time for Bailey to lose before a year. You defended Becky Lynch. And that boring goddamn <laughs> title reign after Ronda Rousey left. At least Bailey is entertaining. No, Bailey's not entertaining. She's the reason why I put every time she's on TV, I put it on me so I let's her talk. Oh, you're just a hater. Mm. Capital H A T E R. A hater, sir. 
You know what he is? He's a cup of Hades. Got a cup of Hades. Um, Will Birdie. You think Enzo and Cass saying? could be in that group with the fired uh, guys? Um, God damn it, Birdie. Um, uh, Birdie, here's the thing. When <laughs> After uh, – Put it like a melee when she turned heel a year ago. So that that's the only reason why I don't like her anymore. Because she what? Because she turned, right. turned heel a year ago, and I don't like her because of it. She's a rude person. Wow. That's because she's a bad Derek, guy. Are you, Derek, are you, can you, check this out. The heel, mm-hmm. not a nice person. God damn it, Bailey. How dare she? Do you like Sasha Banks? Oh, absolutely not. She's just as worse as Bailey. Wow. <laughs> you know, I keep thinking about old, like, like throwback NFL coaches now. Yeah. And, like, can you imagine, can you imagine locking Dustin and Bruce Coslett in a room together and just having them <laughs> talk about something? What a random name from the past. With Joel Lowry. The amazing. <laughs> the seasoning man. Wait, Dustin, did, um, didn't you like didn't you like Seth Rollins when he was a bad guy? He did. I actually hate Seth Rollins more now than I have in the past three months. Why? That's not what he asked you, though. I know, yeah, that was definitely wasn't the question. But why, why do you hate Seth like, Rollins now? It, it, it's, it's, just, it's just hard to watch. I can't watch his stuff anymore. It's just god awful. His promos are awful. I mean, good Tommy Pickles from Rugrats, he beat the Bajibus out of Dominic last night, but that was cool. <laughs> yeah, that was he crazy. Good Lord. Well, Bernie, Dustin, I just don't who, like him. Dustin, who I, do you I hate more, like Seth him. Rollins or Cedric? I, would I, like, I like Cedric Alexander. He's awesome. I like him, too. Oh. I was just curious. Yeah, I was about to say, you hate Cedric the Entertainer? God damn it. <laughs> wow. You want to talk about you want to talk about a good yeah. world champion. Cedric the Entertainer. So uh Birdie, what do you think of the stuff with the Fiend and Blex of Bliss the past two weeks? What are you, what do you think with that? That that she's working with Bray Wyatt now. <sighs> uh, I don't know. I reserve I reserve uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll wait for it. Listen. I I I think there's still gonna be a swerve involved. I I don't think she's gonna end up with him. I think like maybe Braun Strowman will come out and save the day or something. It's it's weird, Dustin. It really is weird. Well, Brady, uh Braun Strowman said on the spag that he didn't care about Alexa Bliss. I know, but I don't think he meant that. Yeah. Well, I think the fans going to win the Universal title, so. Who knows? Really? I mean, when, and now you think he's going to do it at SummerSlam, or is he going to do it in, like, a random, like, uh, just mid-October like afternoon? I think it's going to happen at SummerSlam. I think I think uh, Braun Strowman's going to lose to the Fiend. They're going to have another match, and then, then Strowman's going to lose again, and then they'll move on to someone else. In a, in a perfect world, Kane <laughs> right. beats Braun Strowman, and then Big E beats the Fiend. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect situation right there. That would be great. Maybe the same night, you yeah, know, no. like Yokozuna and Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart, like that. You yeah. want the Fiend to come up yeah. with Braun? You want no, I want, I want like... the Fiend to beat Braun and then Big E to come out and challenge him. 
<laughs> he wants her to take care of his buddy Braun. I'll get him for you, Braun. Yeah. Don't oh. worry. <laughs> I'll get him for you. Oh, we we get him. Get him. Go get him. We can all clap. Go <laughs> get him. Be. Well, uh, Birdie. Yes, it is. Yeah, um, go ahead. Like, like last week, I was talking about possibly Randy Orton being Drew McIntyre, but obviously, I think it's going to be the other way around. Drew McIntyre beats Randy Orton to SummerSlam. Really? I mean, it could go either way. I, I don't think it matters either way. That's great. I, yeah, I, uh, I, I do think Drew McIntyre's probably, yeah, he'll probably retain, but I, I don't think it matters either way. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It doesn't. Nothing matters. Well, I saw, it's a well, shame. Uh, it, this could have been like 1996, where like Drew McIntyre is like Shawn Michaels trying to figure out like how to be like the main event guy, and like this whole not having crowds thing has just thrown off it's everything. So bad. That poor, that it, it, poor really guy. Well, it really is. Well, Birdie. Well, I like Drew McIntyre, and the fact is, I just don't want him to lose right now, honestly. And they need to. Hopefully it's Adam Cole that comes up and beats Drew McIntyre after uh, probably mm-hmm. sometime in October, November. What? Uh, All right, Dustin, I gotta uh, let you go because I still got a couple more callers and we're almost out of time here, brother. But okay, okay talking I guess I'll to talk to you next week. Take care, homie. Okay. Just keep putting old guys Bye. in the head. When he uh, caught Ric Flair him? and swaddled him like a baby, it was amazing. <laughs> and yeah, just let him down easy. Yeah. I was waiting was for him to, like, bite his face off or something. It was funny because when they had a Ron Simmons on the show a few weeks ago, and my wife was like, is Randy Orton going to kick him in the head? I was like, hell no. Ron Simmons will kick him in the head. Even the dick. <laughs> <laughs> What's going yeah. on, Tora? Hey. Hello. Hey, what's going on, girl? How are you doing? Hey, hey. <clears throat> hey. Um, tomorrow is hey. my daughter's surgery. Well, good luck to her. Thank She's you. She's getting a new nose, you said, right? Yeah. Painful, yeah. Yeah, she she got a cyst in her nose. Oh man. Then they're gonna make hey. it deep. She's in practicing. She did what? They're going to make it desist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're going to cut it out. Yeah. yeah. Now, so has she been stinks. practicing for her surgery? <laughs> no. Oh, well, how that? She's going in unprepared. <laughs> well, I'm going to say she needs to watch some game film. <laughs> Tora, I hope she's okay. Is she worried? Yeah, she's worried. She shouldn't be. Well, they'll be fine. What are they gonna do? Is her nose gonna be like weird looking after? Like, are they gonna like have to cut into it or? They're gonna go inside the nose. It sounds like you got something in your nose. Are you are you crying? Are you crying? No. Okay, you you congested? No. You sound sick yourself. Yeah, I got a, a cold. You sound it. You don't have corona, do you? Oh no. Sounds it. You call I think they're gonna make your daughter's nose look like Jimmy Durante's. <laughs> what you say? I think as, as like it, they're gonna make your nose look like Jimmy Durante's. It's gonna be pretty. Hmm. <clears throat> 
That's got a nice looking nose. Yeah. Oh, Tora. Oh, listen, I'll be praying for you, Tora. Thank you. We all are. What, what do you think about Randy Orton before I let you go? I, I mean, obviously, he uh, he's really been turning on everybody lately, but he's a St. Louis guy. Is that, like, pretty much par for the course in St. Louis? Yeah, but he's pretty, a creep. Pretty much. He is a he's creep. a creep. But isn't everybody in St. Louis a creep except for you and your daughter? Yeah. No. Okay. I'm trying to think. I don't know anybody else in St. Louis that isn't a creep. I'm going to say Tora is the most normal person from St. Louis I have ever met. Thank you. Yeah. I go so far as to say that she is like two times as normal as everybody else there. Yes. Yeah. I love you. I love you, Tori. Uh, we're just having fun. I, listen, I'll be praying for Rihanna. I hope everything's good. She'll be mm-hmm. okay, Tori. Yeah. I promise. I shouldn't promise, but I, I think she'll be okay. Yeah. I keep yeah. you I love you, Tori. Yeah, please keep yeah, me posted. I'll message her. I love you. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, oof. All right. It's so funny, Granny, because when we do the morning after, you start the board 15 minutes early, and I call in right before the show starts usually. And tonight, you called in toward the beginning. I mean, you were I, we're going in order, so like, don't get me wrong, but like, you've been waiting a long time to talk to us, and I get you on right before the end. <laughs> How you doing? That's okay. I'm okay. Everything all right? Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the interview with Joe. That was pretty good. He's an interesting fellow. Yeah, we had him on our podcast that I helped with on Monday nights um, a few weeks ago. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, he did that? Like they interviewed him? Yeah, they they yeah we did an interview with him. So I don't remember okay. how long ago it was. It just a few weeks ago. So. Okay. He's an interesting fellow. So you all were talking about sports earlier, you know, and stuff. I like baseball. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like baseball, and unfortunately we didn't get to see a lot of baseball this year. But I like baseball, but I love football, I mean, you know. And so I'm hoping yeah, I, we get to have football. I, Me too. I got a real bad feeling we're not going to. I, I really do. But uh, we'll see. We We will see. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as baseball, I, I look at it like soccer, you know, like it's fun, but like at some point, you know, your daughter's not in eighth grade well, anymore and like there's no reason you know, to go to a soccer I, game. I mean, you know, somebody was, I don't remember who was saying it earlier, but they said, you know, baseball was kind of boring to them, you know, but yeah, I mean, back in 2015 when the Royals were in the World Series and we went into those extra innings, oh my God, I was like on, on the seat of my chair. I mean, I didn't want to wake up my husband because I was so excited that we were so close to winning. I grabbed a pillow and I stuck the pillow your in the got... <laughs> Well, my husband, because my husband has to get up at four o'clock in the morning, to get ready to go to work. And I, I was you. in the, in the computer room watching the game because I didn't, but I was getting so excited. I didn't want to, when they won, I didn't want to scream. So I bit into my yeah. pillow so I wouldn't wake him up because when they won, it was so exciting. 
Yeah. You're playing no, that I, awful I music, you. Brady. Quit playing that music. Play that awful music, Brady. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so, yeah. I mean, I listen. When the Phillies won the World Series, like I'm not a baseball fan, obviously, but I sat and watched it. So sure, I can understand that. Oh, I. But I like, you know, like I said, I, lo- I love the Kansas City Royals, you know. But we didn't get to have our Nationals play at all this year in Springdale in our baseball park. We didn't get to see any Nationals baseball games this season. So what it is was the natural? Like, is that so. like the Triple A or whatever? North, Double A affiliated, Northwest Arkansas Nationals. This ballpark has been here about 12 seasons. This this would have been their 12th season. And a lot of the Kansas City Royals played in the 2015 World Series. Mm-hmm. Played for the Northwest Arkansas Naturals at one time. I got you. So I got you. Sounds good, Granny. Anything else? Because I I gotta get wrapped we on before we're out of yeah, time. Yeah, I know here. you gotta wrap it up. So, I'm sorry. Good night, everybody. I, I don't know waited. if anybody else is still on time. listening, but you know. Love you, Granny. <laughs> Love you, Granny. They're all Love here. Love you too. <laughs> I think they're just fading, Granny. Love you. We'll talk to you later. All right. Much love. Sorry about that, Granny. I know you waited. Um, less sorry for this one, everybody. Uh, let's go to Rat Boy, who's the uh, the final caller of the evening. Let me just double check. Yep, got everybody else on. Uh, what's going on, homie? How you doing? I it's not what a day. It's what a night on your show. <laughs> Because there's one thing that nobody didn't mention on your show. Okay. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it, okay? One of the great rivalries back in history was Hulk Hogan. Happy birthday, Hulk Hogan versus Kamala. That was one of the best rivalries ever. I I didn't hear you. Yeah, well, you weren't on. Uh, That's right. I wasn't going there. Yeah. I said he had one of the best leapfrogs ever, too. He used to jump over people. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, saw, I saw a video of one of them. I'm like, wow. Did you know, did you know uh, that Kamala body slammed Andre the Giant? Yes. Did you know that Kamala ate a child out of the crowd once? That would probably, probably be me. And that's why I opened No, too much gristle. Oh, Rajon! What's up, buddy? How you doing? Why are you talking to him like he's like, like a, an adopted pet? <laughs> no, nah, hey. I, 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 I What's up, hey, Ray? I, 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 hey, Ray! What's up, Ray? That's how he talks to the baby in the car- Red boy, how do you talk to the baby in the carriage? When you when you creep out the mom that time? Huh? He goes to baby's face. Oh, okay. But I, I found out yeah. something interesting. Something's going to happen at uh, Survivor. Something might be happening at Survivor Series. Yeah, Angie Mysterio is going to come and beat uh, Seth Rollins. <laughs> yeah. No. No. No, the daughter is. I'm sorry. Angie's WrestleMania. Uh, Survivor Series. Two uh, Ronda people, two people back. are coming. Two people are coming back for for Survivor Series. And as Cat. a tag team. No, as a tag team. Earthquake and Typhoon. 
No. No, that can't happen. That can't happen. Sorry. Go ahead. It's going to be. It's going to be the Undertaker. Thing. The attacking. The attacking. You're a nut, homie. Huh? But you're my nut. Yeah, but but at, at WrestleMania, it's going to be the Undertaker versus Sting at WrestleMania next next year. Okay. Okay. I don't think it's going to happen, uh, but that's cool. And another thing is that um, I know I, I know I said show. it earlier on, on the morning after, but I want Derek. Derek, uh, coming through here. <laughs> um, go ahead. Uh, I'm just want to just want to say, hey, Derek, how you like to have AJ Styles go go down to NXT, and they bring up Finn Balor versus the Thing for for SummerSlam. AJ no, Styles no, for, is not uh, going Survivor, down to NXT. Survivor Series. Stop saying that. You're, you're, you're spreading false news. Fake news. AJ Styles what? is not going to NXT. After he leaves that belt, he'd be in NXT. I, Watch I think Balor might bring come it. up, but AJ Styles ain't going down. Yes, he is. Cause, because they can put Finn Balor versus a, against AJ, okay? Finn Balor wins the belt, and he goes down to NXT. Yeah. Think about All that right, one. homie. We're we're gonna let you go, homie. We gotta go. Take care. Yeah, yeah I gotta get. I'm you out of time, brother. Bye. I'm out of time. Bye. Right, bye. We're out of time. All right, uh, Stro. I think we are out of time. I think we might actually be off the air, but I'm not sure. In any event, uh, <laughs> real quick, tell people what you got going on, man, and we got to get out of here. Ray, thank you for the time. Uh, Derek, Kathy, yep. Matt, uh, they're all gone. Uh, Stro, what what do you got going on, man? WCW Retro, this Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on VBCNation.com. This Friday night, <laughs> the Stro Zone. Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Go Maestro. Midnight, Eastern Standard Time, with the feature being Horrors of Spider Island. So tune in. I love it. I love it. All right, thank you to Joe Lowry. Thank you to the best casting crew you could ask for at the, uh, <laughs> the VOC Nation. We're done. Everybody take care.